you know, Spencer, a lot of times with these uh, ad reads, we have to uh, pretend that we like a product, but this is not one of those. Right. This Um, is just classic. We're classic podcast connoisseurs. We know what's up. Yeah, we love we do love MeUndies. Secrets out. That's not just talk. Right. We probably love solid cologne. Um, Yeah, definitely. uh, But we definitely love Matt Bronger. Um, Matt Bronger. He's a he's an old friend of mine. I won't say too old because you know it's showbiz. So let's <laughs> let's stay ageless. But he is a fantastic, wonderful person that I have always adored, and that I never spend enough time with, and never work with enough. But he is really funny and really kind and really awesome. And he has a podcast called Ding Donger. Oh, you know about it? No, wait. Yeah, no, it's okay. You can know about <laughs> no, it. No, I've heard ads for it. It seems like a great podcast. It's a weekly podcast with actor and comedian Matt Bronger. You can go for a spin with him as he shares stories, observations, and advice with episodes perfectly curated for half-hour car rides. Does that mean he's driving during the, p- p- the podcast? He better not be because that's my idea. Oh, shit. I wonder if that's done because that is my idea. Maybe you can go on Ding Donger. You know what you could do <laughs> is you can leave a voicemail message for him and he'll address it uh, on his podcast. Oh, wow. I don't have a number for that, but just know that you can do that. Well, I bet if you like and subscribe to it on iTunes, the number reveals itself to you. Yeah, this is already on the air. I'm acting like it's new. (laughs) Recent episodes have included tales of harrowing bike rides in Southeast Asia, horror stories from Chicago public transit, and advice about everything from the creative process to the terrifying nature of bird-eating insects. Just don't miss a single episode. (laughs) Make sure you don't... (laughs) Sorry. Make sure you don't... (laughs) Make sure you make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to Ding Donger with Matt Bronger on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Matt Bronger. He couldn't be brighter. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. My name is Robert Patrick. I play Gary Tyson. That's Gary Tyson with an I in the film Last Rampage. Evil broke loose in 1978. Arizona State Penitentiary. You know, that was interesting. What, what, what it was like playing a real person as opposed to a a fictional character. It it was really trying to wrap your head around how this guy could do some of the things that he could do. That was the the things that you were drawn on. Of course, there was no way you're going to try to do an impersonation of a guy, nor was I going to try to, you know, get as heavy as the guy. Uh, I didn't have enough time to really go that route. But I, I, you know, I found him really, really interested in trying to live up to the charisma that he had. I fell in love with the folklore of the story, like there, you know, the the whole idea that he was a guy that was raised uh, during the Great Depression. See that, from a historical point of view, those kind of stories resonate with me. That yearning for something better, trying to find it, have to steal to get it. How do you deal with that if you're a religious person? You know. How do you run underneath that? How do you justify it? He had a double life sentence that he began to push his wife and his kids to say, God, you know, I'm going to serve one term, and when I die, I'm going to serve another term in hell. Uh, I got to get out of this. And, and the, 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 the link that he was willing to uh, uh, go to 
to get his kids to help him get through this and get him out of prison was, it was fascinating to me. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. Bonjour, bonsoir, madame and mademoiselle. Welcome once again to Meltdown Comics in Hollywood, California. Harmontown is now in session. While we're at it, let's welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. Thank you. Uh, nothing really to talk about tonight. Very busy, very sleepy. We're working on this G.I. Joe cartoon. Uh, Wasn't this supposed to be turned in uh, several months ago? Well, it, it, it airs Thursday. Is so you still making it? We've just, just got a couple more G.I. Joes to draw. Wait, so you have an animated episode of Community that yeah. is... Uh, when was that supposed to be, like, in a properly functioning I don't know, studio, man. network-driven universe? When was that supposed to be in? I don't, I don't, I don't, months ago, months ago. Months ago? Well, you th- said that. I, now you're shocked by it. Well, I, I, Wasn't that supposed to be done months I, ago? I, I don't I, know, months ago. Months ago? <laughs> I don't know what, I don't we're, know what that we're means. We're putting on a show here, Dan. I'm trying to involve these people in, 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 the, in the crisis that is your life right now. Well, I don't know, you know, I don't, I just don't, I don't do time. I'm not good with, like, dates and things, and I, certainly it's all my fault. What time does your show air? Eight o'clock. Uh, the, uh, he does that time. The um, it's all my fault because I, you know, I I took too long to write the script and and all this stuff. But uh, so Shrab's kind of doing his Shrab thing, and you know he's being an asshole. And it's like saying saying you know stuff on Twitter implying like I, I should be there instead of being here or. Be, you know, if I if I, I went out to go do wedding plans with Aaron, and then Rob was tweeting like like you know, hope you're having fun while I'm over here animating this and stuff. And so t- so today I uh, oh sweet I uh, <laughs> do, do you do you, you don't have this on your uh, iPad, do you? That I, I might I, have it in my mail. Do you want me, you want me to try to open it in there? Uh, will it will it then play on on for, for on their speakers let's better? See, let's see if I have. My, so today I went over and it was one of the last things I had to do was record the uh, vocals of the for the GI Joe theme. Uh, uh, we had uh, J- Jonathan Kimmel, who's Jimmy's brother, who actually we used him for uh, some vocal stuff on the Sarah Silverman show back in the day, and uh, he's a great singer and he's particularly good at this. Uh, G.I. Joe uh, register for that for that for that well-known theme song. <laughs> so I, I, I have a question about it. But before before we play, it, is that cl- is that so close that you guys are in, d- in jeopardy of copyright infringement? Or are you, are no, no, you... no. It's with their permission. Has, Hasbro has been very oh, uh, oh so because it's the it's the melody. Like it's the absolute song. Yeah, 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 yeah okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're 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 caught. It's G.I. Joe. In the... 
Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so I so I just I just did some alternate lyrics. I th- I think we're allowed to play this because it's like fair use or parody or something, right? I just. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> our, sh- our show? <laughs> I, I play the Beatles and shit, man. Like, yeah, I mean it's it's a podcast. Let's hope we squeak by. I mean, we're not going to make any money well, off of this or steal yeah, yeah, any money from anybody. What, what, what would the season desist be? Stop doing that next week. It's an act. This is this is this is le- it's being leaked. It's like the Chevy voicemails. It's le- it's a leak. Okay. I don't know who's doing this. Who's <laughs> T- TMZ, get your uh, get your cameras out, right? <laughs> so, so I didn't even listen to the like like J- John- Jonathan did the regular lyrics of the theme song because that's what people really want to hear. But I ran in with uh, I was like, can you do one more take and just do these alternate lyrics for uh, so I can bring them back to the office to uh, Schraub. So. so this is this is punishing Rob Schraub, who's dutifully directing the episode <laughs> that you turned in too late, yeah. and he's working around the clock. Yeah. He tweets some bullshit whenever he's busy. Shrub is an asshole. Shrub asshole. Shrub asshole is there. It's Robbie Shrub against all of humanity. Tweeting things all day. He'll never be nice. He's always mean. Eating his own poop and drinking his pee. Shrub asshole. Shrub asshole is there. Shrub Asshole is the code name for America's biggest, dumbest, poop-eating asshole. His purpose? To tweet mean things at Dan Harmon, a TV writer determined to entertain nice people. I also suspect he hits his wife. He makes you feel bad when you write a script late. Shrub is an asshole. Shrub Asshole. A little unfair, but it's great. It's a a good song. It's it's accurate. I mean, it's it's very, very. You know, he gets he he gets he gets close to a deadline, and then he's like, uh, "Oh, I hate you! I hate you for you know not turning the script on time or whatever." Makes him feel better. Gets him gets gets him gets him going. You know, you know what's not healthy for me is a satisfied, uh, confident shrub that that that's that that's uh, that feels sorry for me or is loyal to me. That's dangerous. Him running around out there. I don't know. Why is that? I don't know. He's a devious guy. <laughs> you know. Remember when Sarah fired me? Yeah. He he kept working there. <laughs> is that what this is about? There's <laughs> <laughs> always. Don't, always, don't, don't bury the lead. There's man. always a little of that underneath everything. I don't know. <laughs> are I'm you guys? Very... I mean, you guys used to be inseparable uh, best friends. Are you guys still? I mean, you're, you're not as close as you obviously were. But what's what? what's what's the state of the what union? Do you mean? You guys... we're, we're just close. We, no, we had a year where we really, I we were, we were really actually not talking to each other. Like we were actually mad. Following the, in the wake of the Sarah thing, like I actually spent a year like kind of not liking him and stuff for real. But then we made up. When uh, Mike Ash died, Channel 101, we uh, we were at a, a you know a, a memorial service for a guy who who ended his life doing Channel 101, and it just felt like we're both there, and it just felt knobbish to continue to not like each other. So we were kind of made up there. Yeah, put it put did, it in your biopic. And, and then you wrote that song today. <laughs> All right, I don't have anything. I mean, in pop culture news, uh... I, I, I smell Bieber rant. 
No, there's a... That was a goodie, by the way. There's hashtag. The new thing now, Jeff, is hashtags. You can use hashtags to cancel TV shows for for being racist. You can can pick which show you think is racist, and you can hashtag cancel in the name of the show, and then then, uh, voila. Uh, Racism will go away. Uh, Comedy will become incredibly sophisticated. The whole, the whole species will become smarter because obviously people that do that are all ready for really smart material to, uh, to, to go into their heads. Like we're, we're clearly at peak IQ as a, as a, as a, as a, as a nation here. Um, yeah, it's just a new thing. It's a, what's a new do you have a, for instance, hashtag on, on your mind right now? Well, I would like, I would like to submit hashtag cancel Teen Wolf. I think Teen Wolf's racist. <laughs> It's on uh, Mondays at 10.30. Oh, you, you know I created that show. Also, yeah. <laughs> Aren't you racist? Huh? As racist as the day is long. Okay. I, so, so please as, watch. As, watch. As, as Jeff Brian Davis, not the creator of Teen Wolf, who people still are convinced that I created the goddamn show, that I have never seen nor would under any fucking circumstance. Um, I, every time I tell people that, more I get more Teen Wolf followers. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, in Portuguese, hmm. I, I, I did a series of tweets again about how I, I didn't create it, but I started doing TNA. Uh, TNA. <laughs> well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, t- teen Wolf Q&A. Or as I call it, TNA. Because my time is very valuable. Um, I answer questions about Teen Wolf as me, but people think that I am Jeff Davis, creator of Criminal Minds and Teen Wolf. And I just keep saying what a racist I am and how I... I, I, So cancel Teen Wolf and uh, watch Rick and Morty on Mondays at 10.30 instead. That's my secret agenda. Teen Wolf Wolf is the only show that gets higher ratings than Rick and Morty in our time slot. Is that right? Yeah. That's unfair. And look, and I'm a, I, think, I think I've made it pretty clear. I don't, I'm not too hip to the modern TV shows and music and stuff like that. I fucking love Rick and Morty. I, wa- mm-hmm. I, 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 watched, I watched it like last week and I texted you about it, which I, which I don't really do. I mean, I just, I, that show delights me. It makes me very happy. It's nice. It's a good show. It's really <laughs> well, it it's is. It's good. It's good. <laughs> and, 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 and I think I can say that objectively and... Like subtract my friendship with you and knowing Justin and knowing everybody involved with it, I think I would like that show in a vacuum just as much. If, uh, like Futurama, like I've watched those, never did it. Like no. show, like those other animated shows, I was like, this is fucking goody. I never really watched Futurama. I've tried, I heard it was really good. I, I, uh, I should. Go I'm back sure it is. I just, I just like I never got off the ground for me. Uh, okay, so uh, we uh, I want to say I wanted to br- bring out some special friends and kind of uh, have a special uh, show tonight because we're gonna take a little break for April. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're there. There were I had a little chance. Uh, got a lot of shit going on. Uh, it's not that's not really why I can be busy and keep doing Harmon Towns, and I'll miss it as soon as we don't do it for a week. But uh, we're just gonna take April off, and because it's a show that never takes a hiatus. Is this because Game shows. of Thrones is also on Sunday? Oh. <laughs> No, but I, and I also, you know, and then there's people tweeting, oh shit, I'm coming in from Australia, and I'm like, okay, I'll have a drink with you, and uh, and then someone else says, I'm coming in from t- Texas, and I'm like, okay, I'll have a drink with you. I'm going to have a busier month because I'm <laughs> taking it off. But I also just realized, you know, Aaron and I are now scheduling like a trip to go to uh, 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 Cancun at some point, and I think it, that might overlap with 
the arrival of Levi. Remember Levi with the bare feet in the business? Uh, how could I forget? He's he's coming up here. Uh, and then, So then I saw that, and I was like, well, that guy's not going to take Go to Cancun with missing Levi. me. Take, take Levi to Cancun. It's built for bare feet. I feel I feel I like as long as as long as the the boat that's hitched to my car has at least one axle, uh, uh, Levi will figure out a way to come down there. Cape Fear reference. Wow. Okay. I, right. Jesus. I, Robert, Robert, was that Robert Mitchum or uh, or? Well, I was referencing the yeah. De Niro movie. De Niro. Someone said both. I think maybe they. I never saw the Mitchum one. Oof, what a uh, sizzler this tonight's show is. <laughs> Not that it's our job to sizzle. I don't know. We're, we're a sizzler. Okay. I, th- I think iTunes called us uh, most notable sizzlers. Oh. Are we? We're, are we on sizzler sizzler site? Uh, I, I don't have a lot of time. Are we in? I don't have a lot of money. Um, sizzler. So, in what order should we bring people up? I say. I, I say in alphabetical. I say first. We was is is uh, is Duncan here yet? No. Uh, okay. Well, spoiler. Yeah. Well, for, first, let's bring out Kumail, then. Yeah. Hello, hello. Sorry. Yeah, thank I'm, you for nailing that. <laughs> I have to say, the, the iPad's been a little spotty today. Um, I gotta say, I've had that, because sh- I was at Starburns earlier today for some other thing, and you played me that song. Shrab asshole. It's been stuck in my head. <laughs> it's really catchy. It if you so... see Rob uh, on the street or something, really, he'd really appreciate you. Uh, I, that's why I emailed it to his wife and all his yeah. friends. I've, I've, I've actually been doing fake lyrics to that melody all day long. Cheddar cheese. Yeah. Favorite cheese of my sandwich. Cheddar got... cheese is there. It was so funny because you played it for me and Shrab was there. And he's so... Good at that where he's like, oh come on guys, please no, come on. It was so funny to see his face as we're listening to this. Uh, he, he loves being the victim. You remember you so know, when he comes on the show? It's like it's really fun to make fun of him. It really is. Like he makes it really fun. He does. He, he it. says stop doing it, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are, you, are your uh, parents still in town? Mine? Yeah. Oh, my my um, parents-in-law, parent-in-laws. Oh. What do you say? Oh, I, I, I was following your Instagrams, and I thought it was like your parents. You thought I had white parents? <laughs> Are you not paying attention there, at all? There, there were no photos. I, I didn't see photos of your parents. There was just like, like captions that said, like, my, my mom taking a picture of a thing. Was it, it was... Oh, yeah. That was Emily's mom. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yes, they are still in town. They're in town for a... Emily's wife? Yeah, dude. Oh, okay. I scored. Every- <laughs> Lucky devil. We, we don't see race at Harmontown. Harmontown is yes, we yes we fucking it's do. Harmontown is a Harmontown is a race-free zone, uh, which sounds sounds bad. Yeah, only one race allowed. It's a, yeah, no races. <laughs> I, I, I think if you, if, if you go back and listen to all the Harmon Towns, I think that, that statement will, will stand up. Well, I, I obsess about race because the rest of society f- gets tangled in it, falters in it. I, who see human beings as beacons of light, uh, try to, try to this study... A, you're about uh, to say the most racist thing yet. <laughs> beacons of light. Uh, 
He means white people. Beacons of light with different accents. <laughs> um, yeah, that uh, cancel thing was really bugging me too. Because it was Colbert and Re- SNL were the two ones, right? Yeah. And it was for race stuff. Well, it's also, there's other, you know, I invite people's uh, 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 decision to start pushing comedy to be more sophisticated or, like, but that's not, you don't do that by canceling shows well, so and you don't cancel shows with hashtags. What is the hashtag? Hashtag cancel it racist? No, it's cancel. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible at coming up with hashtags. It's got to be quick, buddy. Got to be snappy. Well, we only got 140 characters. Get to it. Okay, what is cancel the hashtag? It, racist. Yeah. <laughs> cancel it. Racist. How, how is the racist? Another hashtag. Uh, cancel Colbert and cancel SNL are the two hashtags that I think Dan but, was but why is to. why is race built into that hashtag? Uh, well, it's not. It's it's not. it's just this. It's just this. It's just these two things in a row happen where uh, the Twitter account for Colbert uh, tweeted, which is not run by their writers. Uh, yeah, but also, yeah, whatever. So there was a joke on there that was, uh, uh, the first free joke in what, 20 years that that show's been had a Twitter account, I guess, because it it was like, it was, I I don't know what the joke was, but it was like, it really doesn't matter. It was, it was, it was sort of interpreted as. I know what the joke was, and it was just a quote from the show the night before, and it was taken out of context and quoted. And the point of it was, the, the owner of the Redskins, they're like, uh, sort of, you know how Colbert does, so it's like, yeah, he's right, he should have a racist, whatever, he's helping him. And then he, his, it said, in, in the show he says like, and we have the, <laughs> I'm gonna feel horrible saying it. But it's like we'll have the Ching Chong Bing Bong Foundation to help Asian Americans. That was what ha- hashtag cancel Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be racist. I'm not white. Um, That's racist. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. Uh, I no. Kumail, I'm white. If I say it's racist, I'm right. Fuck. <laughs> That's right. So something like that. Even if you don't, you've learned the, nothing. Yeah. Even if you don't think the joke is funny, you at least get what they're going for, and it's not clearly Yeah, something. it's called satire, which yeah. is lost on 95% of humanity. And especially a new emerging I, I, group of people. I hate to shake my, my Gen X cane again, but it's just like, did, did, we, did we go through some kind of censorship war that we, so we understand that it's a, always a bad idea to start telling people what's right and wrong to, to say for free on the internet? I also, what I hate is, so when this was happening there were people sort of defending Colbert and there were so many people being like oh you're white you don't get to talk about this no everybody gets to talk about it right it just doesn't, it doesn't get... like like and also comedy doesn't suffer any discussion at all and it doesn't yeah. like and, and how 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 much comedy are, are, are like how much brilliant fucking sophisticated comedy is going to come out of these 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 arbiters of comedy like like these are the most joyless fucking people in the world what what are they going to replace bad jokes with they're not going to replace them with good ones. No. They're not, or, or, or like Sudoku. What? What are we gonna? Because they don't seem like bright people to me. It doesn't seem like 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 if you can't if the you Japanese, don't understand. You <laughs> I understand not. I, uh, you guys caught that too, right? You I just, understand you if you the, the Japanese. If, I understand if you uh, if you if you get a. Uh, I wish there was a way to describe this, like like an, I, the ironic, ironic uh, racial humor, where it's like, oh, I'm using the uh, boomerang the wrong way on purpose, blah blah blah, like racially, the. <laughs> 
boomerang? Is this about the, the Aussies have gone yeah. down too? He's, yeah, you're gonna just take every yeah. race down. We're all beacons of light, but some are less bright than others. <laughs> But it honestly, honestly, the charge seems to be led by people who actually... <laughs> we're not even talking about the greatest jokes in the world, and then we're talking about people who actually don't seem to get them. Yes, exactly. Like, like who, actually, who actually parse language in a joke word for word, and like a spell check, like see a word that they then connect a dot to offensiveness with, and then categorize the joke as therefore offensive, actually not getting the joke. And I'm not saying... So we're used to saying, oh, if you don't get the joke, then that that means that the joke is so much more sophisticated than you. Now we're talking about knock-knock jokes that people aren't getting because they involve race. It's like, knock-knock, who's there? Black guy, black guy who? Hey, I'm sorry I'm late because that black people time stereotype. Cancel Dan Harmon. Like... Like that's that that's a bad, dumb, unsophisticated yeah. joke. Just let them let them stop getting laughs. Like yeah. they're, they're it's not, really not hurting anybody. It's not. And the, this idea that the television is going to somehow like you're gonna we're gonna control television and make ourselves less racist because then the things that we watch on the magic box won't make us racist anymore. <laughs> this is just all these racist people are just gonna go outside and make the outdoors racist. Not gonna, if yeah. there's if there's nothing racist to watch on TV anymore. They're just gonna, I mean, are, isn't the problem that your neighbor is secretly racist and he's just like watching Big Bang Theory and going, yeah, I got that. I hate Jews. <laughs> like, 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 like I, I mean, don't you want that guy glued to the tube? Yeah. Like, do you want him in the woods? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want him out there buying crosses and matches. <laughs> and, and, and isn't there actual racism happening somewhere? Yeah. Real uh, racism! Like, actual ethnic cleansing where someone goes up to a race and says me no like your race because your race bad but, uh, <laughs> like, like, and, 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 and me want to Again, eliminate Dan, very Dan. problematic Dan, Dan. <laughs> Japanese Australian I was now the Chinese what was it is anybody say that was a caveman not an Asian wow. <laughs> you guys are racist again Oh, I can't be racist. Me, uh, he wants to go kill a bear a yeah. long time. <laughs> See now, okay, so there, there you go. There's the. So we're in this, we're in this realm where we're we're trading like pogs, like examples of socially, uh, socially I, I, non. I think it's racist to assume that cavemen can't be Chinese. That's <laughs> right. Why can't there be Chinese cavemen? I'm sure there were. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. No? If they Wait, were, didn't sound like that. <laughs> you mean they didn't speak English with a Chinese yeah. accent? <laughs> like somebody told them, like, you guys have to do this All Chinese right. thing. I'm sorry. Kumail, and I don't want you, I don't want you to think about the consequences. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a uh, suggestion and I want you just to do it without considering the fallout. This is the what? end of my career. Yes, yes. <laughs> what would a Chinese caveman sound like? I think you did that great. <laughs> We're both racist. <laughs> there was a movie. Uh, but I can be racist. I'm allowed to no, be you racist. No, pr- you've proven that time and again. Yeah. Yes. I make it look good, you know. <laughs> Sorry. What, it's more allowed. People, people that qualify as minority are, are, are allowed to be a oh, little sir. bit more... No, I don't. I mean, it's... Listen, Pakistani people are very, very racist. Uh, they really, uh, which is a racist thing to say. I can't. <laughs> yeah, but I can't. White, white, white people are born racist. Yeah, 
I'm not saying this to, to uh, be glib. Uh, I have a like a friend who's Assyrian, and his like what, what you would call like your Polak jokes. They th- theirs are a certain like neighboring country, and I forget what it is. And that country's uh, Polak joke is the Turkish. So like you just, oh yeah, you just supplant uh, everybody's what, shitting on it. Somebody yeah, so, else. So, so it's like what, what we like. And, and the worst premise of all time is like you know I grew up in Los Angeles. I didn't know any Polish people. If they were Polish, they were a fifth Polish. You know, but yeah. it, it's still on the playground. Polish jokes had traction for some reason. Which yeah, is we crazy. had we had our version of Polish jokes. It was it, it, the, what, who is it? We call them Patan, but it's basically the ethnicity that uh, sort of lives in Afghanistan and the area of Pakistan bordering Afghanistan. Um, and they're called what? We call them Patan. So what's a Patan joke? It would be like, how does a Patan sh- tie his shoelaces? And it would be that, you know, that thing. Or, what? well, okay, it's a visual joke. Make it podcast friendly. <laughs> how li- does a Patan... He lifted his shoe halfway and then reached down. Because you're supposed to sit... Yeah, he puts one shoe up uh, in a chair and then reaches down to the other okay, foot, but he can't reach it. Because he's a, he's a baton, a dirty, <laughs> dirty, famously yeah. unintelligent yeah. culture. Pass the baton. <laughs> baton sounds like, like, it sounds like a, like a Star Wars uh, a creature that you would like ride around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was too cold, so I killed a baton and crawled inside him. Uh, what were those, th- what are those things called? Tauntauns. 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 We can't get away from this. Hashtag, hashtag cancel Harmontown. <laughs> I'd rather sleep on a giant wonton than a, than a filthy baton. <laughs> I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I mean, oh. your groans are too late. You should have groaned at the beginning of this shit. You should, should, should have groaned at Empire Strikes Back, I guess. I don't know. Uh, smell bad on the earth. I mean, that was the perfect joke well, for that situation. Yeah. But I do, again, I do, I do, I want to... Racist. I'll, we'll end this segment, which I'll call Let's Talk About Race again, uh, on a positive note. I, I, I really do think it's like, I don't, I don't want to be just knee-jerk and say like, oh, don't tell me what to do, don't tell people what to say, blah, blah. Slippery slope, you'll find out for yourself, I'm 41, you can have this planet fuck off but uh you know but you'll find out on your own uh kids but 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 also i think like if you want to clean up the planet like and even if you just want to clean up comedy that's fucking good but that's called being a comedy snob go you first thing you better do is go watch uh four seasons of mr show and uh then you should like i don't know read some books that make you laugh or like like watch all the woody allen movies i don't know like 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 become a student of fucking comedy uh, become a, a, a millennial Sid Caesar uh, and, and, and start telling people which jokes are funny and which ones aren't and let the let the whole, you know, the crutch that is racial comedy, the hot button, you know, because if I had one leg and I came out on stage and I said, I don't know what you guys are thinking, something about my one leg, and they're like, I would, I would learn as a one-legged comic to get... To, I would have the choice of like it would, there would be a temptation to go to that well and and whether you belong to the uh, minority in question or or not like racial comedy has a kind of like you know it gets a reaction out of people because it's on our minds and stuff like that and there's intelligent racial comedy and there's and there's lowbrow racial comedy and there's downright racist racial comedy and there's there's everything in between but if 
if you want to police comedy, like great, like 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 here's your here's your lightsaber, here's your robe, like here's your blast shield, like like what you just took your first step into a world where you're not going to get a lot of jokes for a while, like you gotta because if you're starting your comedy analyzation career being so dumb that you think that shows should be canceled uh, uh, and it can be on Twitter, then I, I, I bet you're going to find out that, that you don't want your jokes to be too much smarter. But how, how does, like, where does that, if, if somebody writes, like, canceled this, like, who, who started that thing? Like, well, the one for, uh, yeah, it did. was, a, you started it? <laughs> a, a gal in the front row raised her hand. I think for the Colbert, it was a lady. Sweet Park. She's a Korean-American woman, and she started it satirically. Like, no, she didn't. I read an article that she wrote today, right? Yeah, yeah, she Sweet is Park. not being... Or yeah. girl. Sweet Park. She's not Can being... Can you not tell them apart? <laughs> <laughs> for, for the record, Adam Goldberg, also racist. Yeah. <laughs> But but accusing accusing others of racism. But say, this is this is a, yeah we all fall apart, which is a, which is a good thing. Let's fall apart. Let's deconstruct. Let's well, be interested in each other and like, what makes us laugh and like, what's appropriate. Just, just the, the way the, the way the internet works and everybody wants uh, as many retweets and likes and you know like all, like they they want as much uh, feedback as possible. Like like this is possible. Just people just do things that, that are clearly going to create energy. Yeah. And, yeah, it's that's a, exactly it. Yes. Yeah, and so it's, 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 they're not really taking any bold stance. They're they're just well, doing no, that's the, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. That's it's the outrageous also, thing. No yeah. one's doing anything. No they're one not does creating anything, anything. They're just attacking stuff that other people are doing. You're not really doing anything constructive. What I what the thing I read didn't make it seem like she did it as a satirical thing. She well, seemed very serious about it. I stopped unfollowing her. Or I unfollowed her yesterday because like she's starting a little bit. Like racist in a different way. It's like a whole different like Native American thing. What? But yeah, she said. Yeah, no, because the original joke was about Native. Yeah, it was. It was about Native Americans. Yeah, and she's like, I help like indigenous people like this, and like instead of saying like, yeah, I did take attention away from that. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah, she was saying like this was satirical, and also like Colbert's a millionaire white dude. He'll be fine. She's saying like. Hundreds of, like, per hour, she's getting hundreds of, like, rape and death threats. Okay, that is wrong. She shouldn't be getting rape and death threats, but she did sort of start this thing. No, I'm not saying she asked for it. I'm not. Oh, God. That's the end of the segment. Thank you. This show brought to you by Chinese Caveman. Yeah. I can't be racist, but <laughs> misogyny, that goes well with this color. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish there was I wish there was some kind of like machine that could actually measure genuine offensiveness. You know, like like actual offense that a person is actually taking, like like because it, it, like like we have it's become an exercise. I, D, Dino Dino Stamatopoulos said that like, society obviously peaked with the invention of dessert, and that we we because because we were now there was a part of your meal that you were just like I'm not hungry anymore, but <laughs> like, now, that's the thing that is worst for me. <laughs> um, and and I think the dessert of uh, culture is has become. 
uh, I mean, our culture and other parts of the world where there again there are parts of our country. Fuck it, where there is actual racism going on. But like we we sitting in our chairs at our laptops, tweeting and hashtagging. This is intellectual dessert. Talking about what's offensive to to someone else and what is not. I wish there was a way to actually get out a yardstick and really measure like like genuine off yeah. offense. Yeah, like you be like, hey, listen, you're only a two on. And this, I wish so. there was a different <laughs> word for for P's and Q's like 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 violations that were technical violations, yeah. party fouls, if you will. Uh, so was there, was there is there some kind of word for something that absolutely isn't even coming close to hurting anybody in any way, and yet you know could be a valid topic of conversation if we want to be such high minded comedy snobs and talk about what's proper comedy and not uh, uh, because it, it, that, that's the other thing is like like well I mean a woman who's being tweeted hundreds of thousands of rape and death threats that that that, that sounds possibly distorted like like I a hundred I can't even picture a hundred thousand rape and death threats like like scrolling through them but 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 I'm sh- I'm certain that 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 there's a lot of idiots in the world that 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 react that, that are that are having the same unease that I'm feeling, but are really terrible people and who are <laughs> like then go want to go like I want to hit you in the face with a rock because because you're a bad person and I'm a bad person all this terrible shit like 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 it it it, it is offensive for somebody to like tweet at you that they're gonna murder you or or sexually assault you yeah, to but, humble but you and put you th- back in your place. People think I created Teen Wolf and I'm I'm getting rape and death. Threats. <laughs> People like that show, by the way. A lot of people really like Teen Wolf. Congrats, buddy. It, it, <laughs> I'm sure it's a great show. <laughs> if I go by the vitriolic praise and... Uh, oh, no, I mean, like the, the, the superlative praise and the vitriolic hate that I get as a wrong person. And now I've changed my bio on Twitter. I did not create Teen Wolf. Uh, now that people click on that, I just I don't know how that came to be. But it's really uh, I like, just think that, that like, I, I, I just think it should be canceled. I think the 10:30 Monday night slot should be cleared of racist <laughs> television. I and mean, let, well, Dan, r- let Rick and Dan, Morty stand. Dan, for... can, I, can I come clean a little bit? Yeah, I actually did create Teen Wolf. Uh, <laughs> you finally figured out a way to get my and attention. I, uh, you, you have my guarantee as a creator of a television show that you love and adore that there will be no patans on it. <laughs> no Chinese cavemen. <laughs> I'm a racist. I, I want to be a Patan. It's, 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 it sounds so sci-fi. I like, like. Give me one more Patan the, joke. Give the Patan a... people will not be denied their destiny. <laughs> <laughs> that it takes ten of them to change a light bulb. <laughs> It'll be like you know, like yeah. uh, a Polish joke. Like how does a uh, how does a Patan? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm doing the joke. Camille just pulled out a notebook. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it, a standard comedian's I mean, just, leather-bound just joke, the, joke book. Just I, off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> let me look. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've been doing it's, this it's, shit for years. It's bombing. Yeah, Nobody yeah. knows what batons are here. It, it's under P. It's no, under it'll P. be... Uh, yeah, this is the baton notebook. Okay. It's all... <laughs> No, it will be like you know that joke. The po- like, how does a how does a baton uh, turn pages? It will be like, you know, the oh, I don't have the manual dexterity for it. Like the. Uh, that's a, that's exactly. He's licking one finger yeah. as if in preparation to turn a page, while his other hand deftly turns the pages. Yeah. Sans licked but, finger. Now that, but see, that's that's like Mork from but, Mork. But, but that's, that's interesting how, because that also, and I forget which Marx Brothers film, uh, uh, when. 
uh, I think it's Harpo or Chico. Harpo marks his dealing bridge. Patano. And, uh, and he licks, <laughs> he has the deck in his left hand and he licks his right thumb and just deals with his left hand. Uh-huh. And he keeps yeah. doing that. Like, there's a way to be high status in that joke and a way to be low status in that joke. Yeah, so this is, the, it's, it's just the standard. But then also, uh, for any of you old enough to have been around when Dan Quayle was vice president, uh, he, he inherited all Polish jokes. Anybody? Well, he wrote a lot of new ones. <laughs> is he, he's Polish? No, no, no. 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 He just, he, just like, he was just finally, we're like, well, give the Pol- Polish people a break. We yeah. found an actual, uh, we found an avatar. Found a, found a person who actually walks around with a car door is, is so that if it gets hot, he can roll the window down. <laughs> and he's our vice president. Uh, is it true that Dan Quayle once tried to uh, spray graffiti on a chain link fence? <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Yes. Is he it? Was, it was a chain link fence he erected uh, uh, with his own hammer uh, and nails, and uh, 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 I saw him throwing uh, several of the nails away. And kept looking at at them, uh, <laughs> and I said, "Why are you throwing some of the nails away?" And he said, uh, "The uh, the 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 point is facing the, the wrong side. Uh, yeah, the head's on the wrong side." <laughs> Please cross, cross-reference the earlier Harmon Town where Dan can't tell a joke. <laughs> I don't know how to tell a joke. Is that right? <laughs> oh, oh, you have, you, have you heard the one where Dan tries to tell the duck joke? <laughs> I can't tell jokes either. Oh, I can't really? do street jokes. What's the duck joke? Oh, I'll tell you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's a guy walks... Okay. Dan Harmon can't tell jokes. I have the same problem. All right, there's a guy that walks okay, into... Okay, Dan, before a... you start, before you start. <laughs> hang on. I, I, I'm not trying to ice you like a, like a field goal kicker right now. Um, Kumail, for, you, for, you, and for those of you that are coming in late to this party, um, I want, Dan, I want you to... You've told this joke a bunch of times. I want you to... Non-ironically, tell it as straight and as simple. I'm and going to. Yeah. Okay. Do a joke. Just, 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 just tell us the joke. Yeah. Just, yeah. just take, yeah. It, take it right across the goal line. <laughs> yeah. Dan Harmon now presents the duck joke. Okay, so this guy goes to a whorehouse, um, and he and he goes to the uh, <laughs> the matron of the, and he wants a whore. For money, and he says, "I want uh, uh, I only, I only have a dollar. Uh, but, but is that enough? And for a whore? And, 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 and God damn it! Fucking you! I, I, you're distracting me with your. Uh, we'll be right back uh, <laughs> for more. Dan Harmon tells the duck joke. There's details. And she goes. Uh, the, the person says the the owner of the whorehouse says. Uh, the I, matron. I, the, the matron says. For a dollar, you you get a duck. You get this duck. Okay? That's all you get. Uh, and, and he goes, okay. And he takes it upstairs. And he comes back down later and, and, and with, with the duck. And he gives the duck back. And he says, I had a wonderful time. That was, that was great duck. That was a great duck sex session. <laughs> And and, and and he and he leaves uh, and and he he may mutter something about man I gotta come back because then he does the next day it doesn't matter that he said but there's he comes, so much unnecessary detail I know but he got, well I'm he does he comes and now back. the shocking conclusion Dan Harmon tells the doctor. 
So he comes back. He comes back the next day, and he and he and he's got his dollar. He's all excited. He's like, like, yeah. I didn't even bother to bring more because. And uh, I'm gonna and, fuck that up. Oh no! I, wait. Uh, and then uh, so he put. When I say conclusion, I mean the conclusion. And he goes like, I'll have. The duck, please. And uh, and she gives him the duck. And uh, he didn't... I fucked one thing up. He didn't give her a dollar yet. He just came... He just did that! He just came bounding in and said, like, oh, no, I'll, I'll yeah. have the duck, please. And, uh, and the matron gives him the duck. He goes upstairs. Matron. He comes back down. And she says, that'll be $7. And and he goes, $7? It only cost a dollar yesterday. And the, and the prostitute matron says... <laughs> Yesterday's duck. Fuck. God damn it. It feels. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, shit, 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 shit. Wait. Fuck, 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 fuck. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is excruciating. It feels like you're coming up with the joke as you're telling it and also learning the English language. <laughs> he comes down, he gives back the duck, and, sa- and she says, that'll be $7. And he says, he says, this duck... He says, this... This, 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 guy, this guy writes TV comedy for a living. He said, okay, okay, I figured out how to word it. All he right, says, okay. he hands the duck back and he says, here's the duck back. And Wait, why says, did he give the duck back? Because this is the next Camille, day. Camille, Camille. He doesn't have the duck yet. What do you mean? He took it upstairs. He had sex with it. The second day? Yeah, yeah. He paid $7. He paid the 7 No, he didn't pay the 7 He's coming down with it. It's it's pay, it's, it's pay afterward. <laughs> okay. It's one of those uh, pay afterward whorehouses. Yeah. Go ahead. So he gives the duck back. The whole prostitution industry is based on trust. So There's only one door to the whorehouse, and it's a small town, and it's not worth it like to try to... You'll be blacklisted from no. like not me. The if, matrons talk yeah. to each other. There's, if the, yeah. If the whores don't have trust, what do they have? Yeah. This is a time. This is a region of the country and a time in our history when prostitution isn't like it's not. It's not respectful to women, but it's also not like as like like this, frowned upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as, a, as an industry, and therefore there is Day more seven. oversight. Okay, so 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 he he brings the duck down. On the second day, this is a, he went upstairs with it. He brings it down. He gives it to the woman. This is only the second day. Fi- no, 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 yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm There's exactly, only two days. I'm with you. I'm with you. He gives Ignore it back, him. and she says that'll be seven dollars. And he says that's seven times as much as yesterday's duck. And she says that duck didn't have AIDS. Wait, yeah. <laughs> that was Dan Herman tells the duck joke. A worth the wait production. You should have said, this duck doesn't Doesn't have have AIDS. AIDS. No, but why is it more expensive then? Because it doesn't have AIDS. (laughs) Oh, right, right, right. You don't want to fuck the AIDS duck. Right. You don't want to fuck the AIDS duck. Wait, no, so he says, this this duck. I I had her say that duck. The joke goes like this. A guy goes to her house. Okay, so the guy guy goes, that duck didn't have AIDS. It was so cheap. (laughs) No, she goes, this duck doesn't have AIDS. He's like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. A guy goes to her house. He says, all I have is a dollar. What can I get? You can't get much. And she hands him a duck. And he goes, a duck? And she goes, that's all you get for a dollar. He goes upstairs. He comes back down. He goes, you know what? Not bad. He comes back the next day. And he says, I'll take the duck again. So he goes up, fucks the duck, comes back down. And she goes, that'll be $5. And he goes, $5? It was a dollar yesterday. He goes, yeah, but this duck doesn't have AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
congratulations, you're good at something silly. Uh, creating, creating mirth. No, just so you no, know. It's funny. You, you can't tell a joke. Jay Johnston and Dino Samatopoulos, three of the funniest people I know, cannot tell joke jokes. Um, does it help that in my head, the whole time all the characters were Asian in this joke? What does that say about me? Racist. Uh, no, they weren't like stereotypical Asian. But, you, but you're saying that you, you're not good at telling the straight jokes as well? No, I can't do I think I'm doing a good job, but at the end, nobody laughs. And I just, then I have to like, I, I have to like, say, like, the, the, the most nervous I think I ever get in the year is telling a joke. And even doing that just now, which I, the joke I know. That yeah, was great. It's very, like, it's it, nerve-wracking. It, it raises, like, my heart rate goes up, my, 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 my left hand starts to Because if you say tingle. one wrong thing, you can fu- that's you the, that's the, the thing, thing that fucks me up. Like, I end up, like, off-roading because I'm, like, I'm trying not to drive wrong. I'm, like, like... I get really nervous. But you get yeah. bogged down in uh, miscellaneous and extraneous detail. Well, because I'm too My favorite part, I have to say, is when, you say, when the guy comes in for the first time and he says, I want to buy a whore for money. Uh, I, I think the for money detail was probably... Right. Well, I wasn't... Yeah. Also, matron, I liked. Matron. Matron was good. You, you that meant, was a great did you, detail. Did you mean madam? Yeah. I, I, yes, I meant madam. <laughs> but you're... I, I, I think that you're... Like, there's the, like karaoke. I do karaoke because karaoke makes me nervous. I could go on stage like nude at the Hollywood Bowl, and I would. But I don't. I don't think I'd be that nervous. Karaoke gets me like I like I, I don't. I, I can't stand. But you're really great at karaoke. Well, I, I can sing, but I, I'm not one of those people that can get up there and like like perform with Vamp. a with a free hand like flying around. I hold the mic with both hands. No, you're I, really good at it though. Well, I can sing, but like I, I don't like I don't I don't feel comfortable up on stage doing karaoke. For okay. Some yeah, I don't do karaoke. Uh, I'm not good at it. I can't do it. But like stand-up, I do. And I tell jokes. But only if it's jokes I've written. I can't do other people's songs or Tell somebody else's joke. No, I'm kidding. Okay. um, There's a guy. He goes to the whorehouse. And uh, (laughs) there's only one door in the whorehouse. Um, um, The matron who's uh, there. And they say matron because English is not their first language. um, So they're learning English as they're... Performing this transaction. <laughs> I also love when you came back the next day and you did the whole thing. Seven dollars, that's too much. Oh, wait, no, okay. Um, forget that. Uh, he just takes the duck. He just takes the duck. And then he comes down. Right, and then it's seven dollars. I mean, that joke telling had so many gifts to give. Although, even with our interruptions and interjections, you told that joke... Uh, half as long as you did the last time you told me. Yeah, there was a guy I, uh, uh, in uh, on the Harmontown tour who had a T-shirt that he had made that the it from t- it's filled with text that it's me trying to tell the duck joke and that it's pretty great. All right, let's do our medical corner. Medical corner. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, we haven't seen in a long, long time and haven't checked in on him, and he has a dramatic update. Uh, our good friend Seek Donnelly. Right. Uh, Seek. Seek, for those who don't know, is a multiple aneurysm survivor 
uh, 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 who we uh, we established last time, he uh, because of his strange condition, his proclivity for something that is catastrophic to anyone when it occurs randomly, uh, he has a proclivity for aneurysms. Uh, and uh, he was the, these doctors like were cutting you a deal where they said, well, because that's so weird. We can we'll give you free kind of treatment, but it's for our purposes. It's for our studying and stuff like that. Uh, and you've got your own your neurologist as well. But you were just telling me in the green room. Uh, do you want to take it from there? And uh... well, sure. Yeah. So um, one of the things I lost uh, that I think I said on previous shows was uh, my visual memory. And so what that does is it, it cuts down on my short term memory a lot, and it also makes it really hard. I'm an artist, so it makes me really hard to create artwork. Uh, so like the pieces I did for Harmontown, the, where you guys are all Mega Man characters, I actually had nosebleeds uh, trying to create that art. So it's uh, Those are wonderful. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I had fun doing an indoor kids one with yeah, you and thank Emily. You. Thank you. Um, and so, uh, so it takes a lot out of me to, to create things. Uh, but I, uh, I don't like being told I can't do stuff. So uh, these doctors that I've been seeing for a couple years now, they... I had another coiling procedure done in November, and since then they've kind of laid off some of the tests they normally do on me. And uh, and in that time period where it was a long period, a longer period than I usually have bef- between tests, I started, I th- at least I thought having some visual sense coming back. So I had a dream one night, and I haven't had a dream in in a long time. And so, uh, haven't and had a dream in a long time. <laughs> that's, that's not how you sound. Jeff, stop doing that. Stop, I'm just stop, saying, stop I'm just saying he's, he's stealing from Morrissey right uh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Visual memory. What Visual is coiling? Memory. What is coiling? Uh, coiling is a, it's a procedure, though, where they, um, like they put like they go. Uh, it, it depends on where they where they feel the best is, but sometimes they they go up in your inner thigh and they run a catheter up your entire body. What? Um, that's, the, that's the fastest way to get there. <laughs> no, it's not the fast, but it's an uh, it's one of the options. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they're like either we could start up here or we could do the thigh. <laughs> we do the thigh. Uh, no, I, I, I well that was my option. So okay. so I so yeah so I did that. Um, so what, they're, they're writing up like an artery or a vein or something like that. Or? Yeah yeah yeah, and then they go straight up. Um, Good heavens. And uh, and then they put these like coils into like um, kind of clip and 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 direct. Like you know, um, the aneurysms, like in case, like to, and to drain them sometimes too. So they'll put them in and like uh, hold them in place and all that. So since I have multiple ones, like keep growing, they have to do this procedure, you know, more often than they. So if a new one comes up, they go in and take care of it. Yeah, with well, these coils. I, I the last two times I didn't get one at a time. I got like two or three. Um, so it's uh, so like the last time I went in, I got fourteen coils put in. And then they stay there. Yeah, I mean, for a, for a, for a while. Um, over time, they some of them dissolve. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So 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 they had, so they ran these tests. So I had this dream, and then I was trying to explain the dream, and they were like, "Well, because I have trouble saying things visually, I was having trouble explaining the dream, but I knew I had one." So then they're like, "Oh, it's probably nothing, you know, whatever." So I said, "Okay." So then, like a week or two later, I could have sworn I had another dream, and then I said, "Okay, now I'm starting to connect a really major dot here." After my aneurysm, there was a time when I was like writing and stuff again that I, I would draw, like doodle a little bit. And then since then, I've been under this program, and that whole time it's been really hard for me to draw, and I felt 
neutered by the medication and the stuff they've been doing to me. I felt like it was stopping me from creating. So I basically told them, hey, look, before we run any more tests, I'd like some time off to see if I have more dreams, if I get more visual sense. And then so what ended up happening in that time off was I sculpted something. Um, I started writing a song. Uh, I started painting. And, uh, and I'm still having trouble with the visual sense. It's still hard for me to do these things. But the neat thing is that, or not the song so much, but the but the neat thing is is that I'm I'm conquering it, like I'm beating, I think, whatever this wall was that I was hitting. So recently, I told those doctors, like, hey, I appreciate all the help, uh, but I want out of this program. And uh, and they're like, well, we advise against that because you know because they paid for a lot of my medical treatment. They're like, you know, you make no money at all. <laughs> so and uh, and even even less than a normal artist because. Uh, um, because none of my stuff sells, and it's all for charity. So, uh, so they yeah. Know. That's a terrible business plan. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not making money. I'm donating all. Well, of it's it. funny that my last two jobs have been marketing jobs, and I'm like, I don't know how to pay my own bills. Why are you hiring <laughs> me to pay your bills? Um, so, uh, so I, I just like creating, and that, that's I feel like that's my purpose. So I, I've made the decision. Well, even if this kills me, not having you doctors around. Um, I want to create this project. So I started this project that was inspired by Harmontown because this is the only, I listen to this podcast religiously. Even I've seen, I heard every episode like 10 or 20 times. And, uh, and I, I feel like this is my family. This is my home. These are people who understand me, who don't judge me in a negative way. And so, and, and who also helped me create art, like create those prints for you guys. And so I wanted to, you know, do a big love letter to that and the type of people we have come up here. Like, like Jane, you know, who uh, our Earthshine friend, who um, you know, who's uh, he has some Earthshine kit. Follow him on Twitter; he'll tell you about it. Um, and then we have like Levi, and you have these people who are really great people, and they they are search in search for an identity. And I feel like that's what I'm in search for because my memories of childhood are gone. You know, like uh, all my I remember like up to about six seven years ago, really? and then Is yeah, that right. Yeah. You don't have any memories of when you were a kid. I have some knowledge of them, but the most of them are gone. So, so like, you, when you say there's no visual memory, you can't picture your the, the, your elementary school. You can't. No, no. Um, or or, or, or child, my mom. Or child, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's why me and my mom have such a, a weird relationship now is because she always says, don't, don't you remember when you do this? Don't you remember do that? And I, I, it breaks my heart every time to tell her that I don't because then I see the look on her face. Do you feel that now that it's kind of trickling back in, like your, your visual sense, that, that, that maybe memories might come? I'm hoping, and that's why I want to explore it. And like I said, I'm, I'm, it's, if anything's worth dying for, it's, it's to find out who you are. You know, so I said, well, I, okay, so I don't want the, I don't, I have my one neurologist, but everyone else, I'm like, you can all go away. Like, let me explore this. Let me see how deep this pool is. That's amazing. And, um, and, and were they balking at, at it because they, they saw you as an investment for their own research? That they, I mean, they, they put a lot of effort and money into you? There's or? that, but then there's also, like, they do care for my well-being. They're doctors. You know, they, 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 they're trying to make me a better me, obviously, but, but I, uh, I don't want the help now. I, I want to find out who Seek is, and I want to find out what kind of artist he is. So, you know, I heard you talk to Katie at South by Southwest, and she said, oh, I'm trying to figure out what kind of artist I am. I want to paint. I want to draw. I want to, you know, create music. And you're like, do them all. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do them all too. And so I'm releasing a book called Alain Vital, uh, which means which is French for uh, vital force, and it's a book about the first robot that gets a soul. And uh, in order to prove that he has a soul, he creates a bunch of different art styles. And so I'm creating the art styles like as the robot, obviously. Um, and so every page is a different art style. So I do purism, surrealism. I do sculpting. You know, I, uh, I I teach. I choreograph a dance. 
Like I've, I'm, I'm literally doing every art style I can think of and putting it all in one book as a, a, a big love letter to, to art, but also a big love letter to the people that inspired it, which is pretty much everyone that's ever heard or listened to or come to this show. Uh, uh, and you guys, obviously. That's uh, amazing. But there's this, there's this sobering, chilling edge to the whole thing, where you're, you know, you're, you're, you're gambling, like, like, you know, your uh, this thing that we all sometimes take for granted, but also are imprisoned by, which is like your well-being. You're, 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 you're already, you already have to deal with that being at risk all the time. And you've now made this decision that you're these guys that put coils up there and build levees and things and stuff. They're, you're, you, you know, you've, you're, you're associating their, uh, their tests and treatments and things with a, a mitigation of, of your true self. And so you're just gonna, like the guy in Into the Wild, kind of like you're you're gonna you're gonna go off and do a, do the Alaska of not getting these coils anymore, and and there could be poison berries or there could be amazing uh, uh, buses that you get to live in. Uh, the, 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 the I haven't seen that movie. Is that what happens? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 I mean, it's sort of it's the story of a guy who's just kind of like he 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 does it wrong, but he gets to live his life. And then he, sure. he, 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 he does die in the end. Oh, uh, the wild. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, but, uh, so, but, but because you're crediting Harmontown with the inspiration for this decision, which I don't know if I would ever have the courage to, to, to make myself, I want to make sure that, the, <laughs> that I've had an equal shot at inspiring you to make the other decision too. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, have you, have you, have you, do you have a neurologist in your life? You, and you've got these, uh, crazy sci-fi scientists in your life. Do you, do you have a, do you have a, a counselor? some kind in your life somebody that yeah. you can talk to about this gigantic decision that's maybe a little more qualified than me i mean not currently um i had right when after i had my um the first aneurysm rupture i uh, i met with a psych a psychologist and we talked out you know mm -hmm. stuff and i know you guys were talking about that last week um so it was really cool to have someone to talk to but i also suffer like i said some emotional damage from where the rupture happened so I'm also like the most robotic person to talk to at times. Like I, I, I feel happy and stuff and I get that. And then there are times where I feel sad, but in the middle there, it's like, that's where it gets weird. Um, so, so that's why I wanted to write a book about a robot because I'm like, I identify, you have people up here that identify when they're men, they identify as women and women who identify as men and vice versa. But it's a, I identify as not human, uh, if that makes any sense. And, and, uh, but I love humanity. Like I, I want to be a part of humanity so much that, I'm willing to cut that tether because I think that's what's going to make me rejoin humanity. That's what's going to make me feel the most human before I, if I do die. And, and I don't know. I mean, I've been told twice now that, oh, you got this much time to live and I'm still here four years later and I feel like I'm doing okay. Like I'm walking, I'm talking pretty good. So, uh, I mean, I'm not saying doctors don't know anything. I, I have utmost respect for doctors are the reason I'm here. Um, but I, I think I have to just trust myself for once and uh, no, I, I have given it a lot of thought, and I've talked it out with a lot of friends. But ultimately, it's my decision, and uh, and I'm going to stand by it. I, th I think it's the right one. Absolutely, of course. And we I, we stand by you. Uh, you're our friend. Uh, thank you so much for. Uh, Is there so? 
when you say you don't have like the memories, is there is it like you do stuff and then sometimes you don't remember you've done it? Sometimes lately it's been happening a lot more. Uh-huh. So there's a chance you, know you might you... not remember Dan's retelling of the duck joke. <laughs> <laughs> there's a good, can I tell my favorite joke? <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, yes. All right, it's real quick. Um, uh, I hate traveling. I think it's because my dad used to beat me with a globe. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Dan? Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. Thank you, Seed. Right. Thank you. Thanks so much. Okay. Um, if I can plug it real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the book I was talking about, Alain Vital, the Kickstarter starts tomorrow. And I'm looking to raise $5,000 to make a, a, a limited 500 print run of it. Cool. So if anyone out there would like to donate, I would appreciate it. Is it Elon, like A-L-A-I-N? E-L-A-N. Oh, oh Elon. Elon, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Thank All you. Right. Bye. All right. All right. Holy smoke. That guy has to actually deal with... Uh, one of the most offensive things in the world, which is our relationship with an unforgiving, unpredictable God. <laughs> That's, I, I, you know, hashtag cancel humanity. Does no, anybody, cancel God. Does anybody cancel God? <laughs> Uh, racist. That's, uh, that's that's why that's why yeah your your problem with a joke on Colbert yeah like uh, Go I mean yourself. the ice caps are melting you dicks. Does anybody else in the room have uh, I don't know if it's sympathetic or empathetic pain where if somebody describes an injury or an illness or whatever that you feel physically the thing. Like, I had this thing where it was, it was, he talks about brain aneurysm, and my just head starts hurting like crazy. Or someone says they I had a friend that had a hernia, like, like operation, and my, my abdomen start hurting. I don't know if anyone else has that. But it's like, like he's up there, and my head just starts. I don't, I don't get headaches. That, my head just starts pounding during that. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm alone. Yeah, yeah. Applause? How many people have that? Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, it's like, like if someone, like, like, like has a knee injury. It's like, oh god damn it! Like his knee starts hanging. Oh yeah, I can't watch shows where people get hurt, like like Tosh or whatever, and it's like where there's people getting wrecked. Like yeah. it's like can't. I like the idea of someone who's like that but has a terrible knowledge of anatomy so like the wrong parts of their yeah, yeah my appendix hurts oh my, oh, my, my foot is that a Patan joke? <laughs> you know it buddy you're catching on Patan but is, is, uh, is Duncan back there? did he ever did he ever show up? is he almost oh, okay. okay almost, almost. <laughs> well why don't we bring Spencer up cause, uh, I'm just sending off a text. Hold on. Okay. Spencer, you said a very uh, strange thing in the green room. Uh, Suck my dick. I mean, that's not very strange out of place, sure. (laughs) You you, You said you often think about how much you would enjoy fighting a pack of coyote. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. No. I have follow-up questions. Uh, it's also, you live in L.A. You can make this dream come true. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, all you have to do is have a cat or a poodle. Yeah. I used to live in uh, Moore Park, which was kind of like a farming town. What? And, 
Does somebody just woot for more prank? No, no, nobody's ever done that. Yeah, no. Seriously, check it. Look it up on uh, Urban Dictionary. It, it has an entry. Um, but there's a lot of farmland and stuff, and you can go out, and sometimes we go out hiking just in the fields and stuff at night, and you'd be able to hear coyotes, or even just not hiking. Like, in my bed, I'd be able to hear coyotes, like, all the time. And you'd hear a lot of them. But, like, when we'd go on night hikes, sometimes they'd sound really close, and you'd be like, holy shit. Sounds like six or seven. I'd love I'll to probably fight. be fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you picture yourself fighting a pack of coyotes, is it barehanded? Or do you have a weapon of some sort? Uh, barehanded. I mean, the only thing I could ever imagine is, like, having a bag with me, like a backpack that I'm hiking with because right. it's hiking. So I'd, like, you know, maybe swing, heft a bag around. But, yeah, mostly bare hands. <laughs> do you think you could take a pack of coyotes? I mean, how big we talking, Kumail? Well, how big of a pack? <laughs> Six or seven. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I kind of feel like they're 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 very cowardly scavengers. I mean, they're oh, I'm talking about enraged, like pissed off, like coyotes. <laughs> I don't know what's supposed to happen here. Traveling down the roads of Moore Park, you stop when you hear a yeah. rustling. The red gleaming eyes from the bushes are all the information you need to realize what's upon you. A pack of slightly timid coyote. So, so you, uh, you, you have initiative. <laughs> you can yes. take six or seven coyotes. Spencer, I, 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 can, I, can, I can say this just by looking at you. You are never flat-footed against coyote. Yeah, no, that's definitely a bonus I, I earned. <laughs> I think travels. I think he, I think he could do it, but not not because if the six coyote actually is the plural coyote. I don't care. Coyotes. I think it's coyotes. Coyotes. <laughs> coyotes. Coyotes. Interruptus. Coyotai. Coyotes. What are you Yosemite Sam? Coyotes. I think that, I think that if all six of them had like a rage virus that made or whatever that made them like like physically endeavor as a unit of six coyote, I think I mean, my dog could take me out. Like I what? Would, like like, like uh, I uh, could take your dog. No way, man. My 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 dog. I mean these, these these. The thing about dogs is like all it takes is one blow to the throat. <laughs> I mean, sure. So, so you sure you gotta throw out your left arm, not your good arm, your left arm as a sacrifice. But once it's clamped on, you just, just a quick knee in the throat and you're done. Wait, but Rottweilers and uh, 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 those guys like kill I, people, I hear, kill people all the yeah, time. Yeah, I hear a lot about people getting attacked, and you literally never hear them going for the throat ever. <laughs> Well, because the stories isn't gonna, aren't going to be like, the guy went for the throat and no, it didn't you, work. Because he didn't live to tell the tale, Spencer. You hear about the flailing they do and that they, they hit it on the top of the head or they try and unwedge the jaw. That's not what you do. You just go for the throat. If they can't breathe, they're not going to be... Be biting you. Where did you read? Where did you read this? Where, where is this information? What, 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 this is holistic what, knowledge what, I've gleaned what, what, in what my journal. Do you life. subscribe to? <laughs> yeah, it's a dog throat attack monthly. <laughs> Harvard Medical Coyote uh, Edition. I'm just saying. I mean, ki- have you guys seen coyotes? No, no, see, I, I grew up. In yeah, a, they're, they're mangy. like maybe twice the size of a house cat. They're not huge. They're, not they're mangy looking, also, skinny things. I don't think they really. I, I've never seen them in really like, what I call packs I, I've seen them co- like travel around and look, which, which look like small nuclear families like you see like like mom and pop and maybe a kid yeah that's probably more likely um, and also they're, they're terrified of us uh, yeah but I mean again we're talking about that's that's out of the equation here 
So you're saying these are these are special coyotes? I mean, no, they're just they're just not gonna be super timid. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because he just wants to fight them. So if they're timid, they're gonna run away. Yeah, he wants that's to not. Have, that's but not you, a would, fight. you wouldn't want to fight a wolf because a wolf will kick. No, you no, out. sure. I mean, I might be able to take one wolf, maybe. <laughs> now. I don't want. I said there's only one way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. I don't, I don't let's bring out. Let's bring out our wolf. <laughs> Spencer, we have great news. Uh, Spencer, do you think you could take a pit bull or a Rottweiler? I don't because I mean, honestly, if you're talking like a coyote versus a pit bull, like, well, I mean that's a crazy huge difference. That's what I'm saying. It's like there's a lot of dogs that I'd feel more confident, um, you know, fighting against. Rottweilers and pit bulls probably aren't up there. I mean, what about what about eighty Shih Tzu? <laughs> yeah, see, this is the whole thing. You can when when they're small enough, and I think you could pull this off with a coyote. All you have to do is spin around kicking. That's yeah. not easy to do. It's very easy to this do. This is a street fighter. It's not down back kick. It is quite literally down back kick. Spencer, you just spin down and backwards while kicking. How? I How? Think... I mean, show us, please. <laughs> If somebody doesn't Instagram this right now, I'm going to kill all of us. <laughs> it is such a bummer that this is an audio podcast. God damn it. Because that is one of the best things I've ever seen. Spencer did something between Jean-Claude Van Damme and, and Baryshnikov. Uh, Pippi Longstocking. Yeah. I don't see any of those kicks doing major damage. No, but you keep knocking them back. You just got to keep going. Spencer, yeah, but you uh, know, they would, pit, they would get you on the ground. I mean, not that's, shih tzus. Well, no, not shih tzus. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, I think that you, you might have been born in the wrong era because uh, there's, a, there's, a great, there's a great book about the, uh, the early New York, the like Five Points, and they made that terrible movie, um, Gangs of New York, about it. Uh, but Luke, Luke Sante wrote a book called Low Life. And, and, and you know, someone likes that movie? Uh, you're the person that wooed it at Moorpark? Uh, that movie stinks because it's, it's bad. It's, 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 a, it's a bad. It's bad history. It's, it's, maybe it's a fine movie, but it's not good history. But there's a there's a bunch of things they would like entertainment back in the good old bad days of uh, America. There were things like rat baiting and bear baiting and you know, like and so there was a thing called rat stomping where they would put a guy in a in a ring like like surrounded by a, like a wooden pen and they would put like a hundred or two hundred rats in there. And it was, and you had to stomp them before, Why? Be, because they would come attack you. No, no, no. But what's the? Is it like a sport? It was. It was. You, you would bet rat or man. So these weren't prisoners. No, these no, were... no. This is a bar. This is a bar oh, down okay. in what is now the Bowery, like the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the in the lower uh, lower uh, Lower East Side, yeah, Lower, lower East Side of New York. And uh, they, they, they'd be bear baiting, and like so there'd be dogs versus bears, and you would bet you would bet money on dogs. Four dogs or bear? Oh, I wouldn't want to watch. And that. so the rat. Yeah, it's all I, horrible. I think that uh, Spencer, like you might have, uh, you might have taken to that rat stomping. Well, you were talking about rat stomping. You know those tiny <laughs> monkeys that you see at the zoo? The little, like, the little tiny black ones. The, like, like really, like inches tall. Yeah, those are adorable. The first time I saw those, I was just like, man, don't you just want to squish one? Oh, see now. <laughs> Just now, stomp on now it. I feel, I feel, I feel like Spencer's learning to fly. We're getting, we're getting to the heart of the matter here. <laughs> yeah. So, in, in your coyote fight fetish dreams, um, are you are you annihilating them? Are you are you are you breaking their necks and like no. ripping their hearts out? Or no, you? no. I mean, well, you break a couple necks, sure. But not. I mean, just time. You can't fight a pack without yes. breaking. I imagine you I want to make a coyote omelet. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to take it out of the fight, right? Yeah. 
It's important. I think if fighting a bunch of coyote, I think the first thing you do is you break the biggest one's neck and send a message to the rest of you. Well, yeah, again, this isn't assuming they're not just going to turn tail and run, obviously. Well, that's the thing. If you were just spinning around in circles, you kick about half the coyotes, they'd freak out and leave. Okay, how about you, Spencer? I will say this. That move you did uh, is a lot less threatening than you think it is. It's not supposed to be threatening. It's specifically designed to take on hordes of small dogs. If I see... Well, what? If I see, a, if I'm a little dog and I see a guy doing that, I'm like, I got. There's this. no way. Also, you know, like dogs, like a big any dog bigger than a Shih Tzu or any canine, like their 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 objective is to get you down, down on the ground. Yeah. And once once that happens, you're you're in trouble. Well, again, with coyotes, they're very light. So if you have three or four coyotes on, you just jump right up. All right. Yeah. You know, I do, no, but I don't, you can't jump up when when these things got you. Yeah, like, buddy. Like, like, my dog loves me, and sometimes he gets me uh, like at a disadvantage. What does that mean? <laughs> What? That just sounds dangerous. Well, I'm just saying, like, like yeah, he's a he's a he's, he's a, a giant, golden doodle, but he's like a, a giant he's like carnivore. a five foot child. But you that, know? Like, like, he can grab me, and he would have the body mass of like six five coyotes. They have they have mouths full of little 32 caliber bullets. Literally. Coyotes do. That's why you throw oh, out the left arm. Yeah. Those are they have, they have, yeah. they're, they're, they could they could they could kill you, man. Sometimes I lay in bed with this guy and I'm rubbing his belly and he's just like, <laughs> oh. and I look at his teeth and I'm like, yeah, yeah. this fucker could kill me. I, 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 That's what Kuto is. Kuto goes. I, I, bad. I have a scar on my ass on my left butt cheek, like, like a size of like a like a shark tooth, like a triangle. From That's it. your butthole. <laughs> Is there poop not coming a, out of it? The, is it right in the middle? Yeah. When, when, when you push the button and pull the chain, is that where the chocolate choo-choo train comes out? Because that's, that's a butthole. <laughs> Everyone has that scar. <laughs> it's not a scar. Don't think of it that way. It's like, fucked like up. Listen, it's not pretty, but that doesn't mean it's a scar. It's not a wound. It's, it's, it's actually, if anything, it's keeping you alive. I feel like you guys are t- making a little... Too lightly of, a, my, of an actual injury that I had. <laughs> my neighbors, uh, when I was a kid, we had the O'Sullivans who lived next door, and there was 19 of them because they were Irish, Irish Catholic, and uh, and uh, racist. No, there were fucking 19 O'Sullivans, and uh, they said any any time, Bill, Jeff, my brother, and I, like any time you guys want to come up. And take a swim in our pools. We didn't have a pool. Anytime you guys want to walk up and have a swim, just make sure that uh, their dog, they had two German Shepherds. One was named Guinness. I remember his name because I, I bear the scar on my I feel ass. like you have, like, you've put racist memories in your childhood. <laughs> the Irish people's dog was named Guinness? This is an actual fact. Okay. Actually, my brother has a dog named, uh, we had a dog named Guinness because of that, uh, because of that too. The other was, was Shillelagh. Shillelagh. <laughs> Yeah, one was just called drinking, and, and 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 a parakeet named Famine. Yeah. Uh, Pote. Oh, too soon. Mispe- I, I mean, not funny enough. Maybe. It's like, I mean, I, I hope you're groaning. That was a bad joke. Uh, yeah, they, I went too far. I can't stop. I think about. Him thinking that it's somebody thinking that it all is a scar, and it's still making me laugh. <laughs> I know, like he, I feel like he shut that down too fast. Yeah, like, I thought you and I, I were having a good time, <laughs> just placating him like, about his hey, scar. Mom, I have bad news. I have a scar, keep him, and keep it bleeds, but it's not blood. <laughs> yes, my, my scar bleeds long brown blood. Uh, 
Oh, you don't know how to make these jokes funny. <laughs> I'm trying to help your awesome premise, you guys. We're doing it. You're literally shitting over our awesome joke. Through <laughs> your scarry butthole. Sometimes, sometimes men come over to my apartment and fuck me in my scar. You're not good at it. What? You can't make this one. Okay, go it's ahead. my scar. <laughs> That's maybe why you can't make it funny. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you with your bulletproof premise. <laughs> Long brown blood. You, you've shown us that our premise maybe isn't so bulletproof. Uh, yeah. Oh. Okay, go ahead. So you're there with the dog's name. The guy said the dogs would be locked up. We got up there. The dogs were not locked up. And there were two giant German shepherds. And Guinness, of all people, comes running straight at me. And, and I had, like, like, a little bathing suit on. And, I, and, and, uh, I'm, and I'm like... I'm defenseless. I'm barefoot. I, I can't, I can't. I'm sorry. Long brown blood just got funny to me. <laughs> oh, so gross. Now? Yeah, I don't oh, know yeah. why. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like a like a really like a wrestler for a really really low caliber wrestling federation. <laughs> there comes long brown blood. <laughs> He's going well, up against scorpion scissors. Oh, long brown blood. <laughs> uh, long brown blood. <laughs> Go ahead. So the dog's good. running at me and my brother, but the dog picks me the smaller of the two. I think that's good pack animal instincts is to take, take the, the baby out. And I, was, I don't know, I was maybe like six or something like that. And I turned around, thank heavens, because he shot me right where the, right where the essentials might have been. And he took a piece out of my ass. It took a big chomp That's the other thing. Butt. They go for your nuts. That's what I was going to say. Okay. They go for your crotch. Because well, that's, that's dog height. And, and it doesn't matter how much throat punching you well, do. Well, no, you kick them right when they're in mid-jump. They can't change direction. Dude, there's more than one. There's a lot of them. Yeah, well, they don't all jump at the same time. That'd be silly. <laughs> right, because they don't want to get hurricaned away by your kicks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trained under Chuck. You're, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're a flurry of feet that you have unleashed on this unsuspecting pack. You saw that flurry of feet. Can yeah, you please. I know you don't like doing requests. Please but, do but it. I'm the only one that's going to have a video of this. Like, can, really, you, can really, you get up and really, demonstrate really the? Really uh, don't like doing requests. Come on, just I'll do my Sean Connery impression uh, if you <laughs> if you do your circle kick. Just show us the I mean, again because we this, have this, to have it, it documented. I know. For science, more than anything, I'm going to cry while I do it. Though. All right, okay. fine. All right, do it. That's how you fight off a pack of I dogs. I sold out. <laughs> By the way, this is how, the day that the podcast I, changed I me. I sold out. <laughs> how pissed would you be if that was the ending to the gray? That's what he did. At the <laughs> oh, that should be it. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Just Liam Neeson. Yeah, that's 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 basically how Alice that's in Wonderland why, ended, right? They keep, like like. Uh, that's why they cut the ending out of the gray. Is he that's kept what teasing they, that crazy movie that he's got, and then he like doesn't. Spencer. It doesn't matter how many of them come at you. I've got a special move I'll use. What's it? What's it called? The Mega Neeson. This, the, the whirling Liam. And then, and then at the and they're like, can you show us the whirling Liam? No. Dogs have to come at me in a certain. I have to be in circle, and they have to come at me one by one. I'm perfectly counterclockwise. Or, oops. 
I spilled water everywhere because I was so intimidated and thrown. Spencer, I, I think I speak for all of us when I say we've missed you dearly, man. <laughs> Is uh, no okay. All right, well, we can't, you know, Duncan Trussell was threatening to drop in on us, but uh, it's oh, also 9.30, so... This show uh, doesn't need him. No, I know, but... Yeah. Uh, I have tears running down my face. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot handle it. That was... <laughs> have you done that before? Was there a time when you were in your room and you were like, if dogs happen, I think I could do this? Yeah, are you kidding? Why do you, you think I had such confidence when I told you it's possible? <laughs> You don't just go into these situations half cocked. You prepare. Yeah. I also think if you're spinning around in a circle, you're gonna um, start like you know. Getting oh messy. yeah, that's why you know six or seven. No, but you said eighty uh, whatever. Shitsus. What? Shitsus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd start, but again, again, at some point you'd start stomping. It'd be you'd save energy. It's it's self defense. These are bloodthirsty shitsus. Yeah. yeah, so I could commit violence against animals. What's wrong with that? It's hypothetical. Yeah, if it helps, these dogs are all racist. So and Polish and Polish patans. <laughs> Patan the you, you know what? You know you, the, the, the uh, a Patan Coyote uh, went into a bar, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, and he's like, like this is this is how a Patan uh, Coyote eats a uh, eats eats a Shih Tzu. <laughs> uh, I, hel- I, hel- I held the Shih Tzu with yeah. my paws, yeah. but over to the side. It's Dan. Dan I, it's better they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Deconstructing the Patan Patan joke formula. It seems like they just have bad spatial. Yeah. <laughs> no no depth perception. <laughs> that is a big component of the Patan joke. A, a lot of them suffer from an uh, agenesis of the basal callosum or the corpus callosum, and yeah, they, they, they don't know where things are. Oh. Yeah. Fucking Patan. Can you you can you do the joke that Seek did? Which is one line? Oh, well, my dad... Uh... Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, dear God. I think, I think we know my the dad was a globe manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God damn it. Uh, quick disclaimer. Some kid wrote to me on Tumblr. Uh, I, th- I think it was Tumblr. I want to pull it up. And they, uh, Last week's episode, you know, I, I was in my cups, as Chevy, Chevy calls it. Uh, I, w- I was having fun. When I'm talking about therapy and stuff and how much I don't want to do it and blah, 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 and I'm all self-righteous and indignant and all that stuff, I, I'm not in role model mode. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm never, I never want anybody uh, emulating me or taking anything I say seriously in that regard. Uh, you, 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 we apparently talked Seek out of actual help. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that he was like, inspired by your show. I go, well, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, God damn it! Where's the? I thought it was. I thought it was one of our Tumblr dealies. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I guess I. I wanted to give the person. Uh, you know, read. The, give them their their own words. But uh, I don't think I can find them. So whatever. It was. A, it was a kid writing in and saying, you know, I. You know, I. I. I, I hope that. 
I hope that you know because they said I, I I need I need help from professionals and I hope that nobody interpreted your screed as like being a recommendation against seeking help from others as professional people and stuff like that. Not only was I being ironic, like I I in the end like I'm I self deprecate and go like of course the whole point of this is that I'm crazy I'm in denial I nobody needs therapy more than me and I I, I like to have fun and say uh, I don't need the therapy and therapists are full of bullshit I mean I'm not. I'm not kidding either. Like I, I'm, I'm, expre- I'm expressing, I'm expressing this indig- in, indignation and like, like crazy. I'm being a child. I'm sucking my thumb and like having fun. But, but I don't want any of you kids out there. <laughs> Uh, I don't want anybody that uh, thinks that they need to talk to somebody to think that they shouldn't, my God, or that that's a bad choice. That's that's crazy. That's that's so crazy. You should see a shrink. Uh, uh, sh- the, uh, go- going 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 to a shrink is not going to hurt you at all, and could very well help you. And uh, and I'm, I'm only making fun of myself by saying indignantly that I don't need to go. And I'm 41, and blah blah blah. So so I I, I hope if I yeah I hope that that buys back any karma that I uh, may, have, may have tainted. All right, back to being funny. Also, races are good. Uh, if, I said, if I said anything and it made you think your race is bad. Uh, it's good. It's a good way I to think, know who to trust. You I know? Think, yeah, I think, I think, you know, look, we all have our functions. Uh, you know, Germans are, uh, they're like the, the uh, Swiss Army knife of races. Uh, they can... What are the Swiss? Uh... Sort of a, 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 I call them the German shadow. Um, what, what are the Dutch? The Dutch are are the, the, the they're, they're they're the dikes of the of men. Seems that's t- t- tough but fair. He's tough but fair. You guys. Yeah. Uh, the b- b- uh, b- b- blue b- blue blue people are uh, they're black. El, El, El Salvadorans have it. They love carrots. <laughs> but what are, what, are, what are Peruvians famously afraid of? Mosquitoes. <laughs> but it's that fear that drives them. You know, it keeps them. It keeps them making bug zappers. Like and I, it, that's technically racist to say that Peruvians make great bug zappers, but they do. Wait, El Salvadorians, what did you say? Oh, yeah, El Salvadorian. They may, they, they're, ter- they're terrified of mosquitoes. I said it. You go down there. You do mission work like I did. I help. I work with people. them. I understand them. And when yeah. you when you work with them, you learn to laugh at them. It becomes okay. Yeah, you were there. I have carried. I have carried an El Salvador child into the ocean to drown him, to show him mosquitoes. <laughs> because they have ocean no- mosquitoes. Well, no, because, yes. because that country has no extradition policy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, there's been such great advice on this. Oh no! Sure, it's it words is. to live by should be the title of the podcast. Should be words to live by. No. Yes, or long brown <laughs> sc- scarpoo. No, I just mean it should long be called Harmontown. It should be called uh, like do as I say and as I do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we've learned how to fight dogs. Imitate me. And the logo is just a fork going into an outlet. <laughs> Just, 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 a, just a happy kid staring into a happy sun. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Spencer, when was the first... Is this a thing that you've thought about since you were a kid? <laughs> fighting a... I really want to parse this. Yeah, more. like I said, I grew up listening to coyotes like outside my window. And it's like, man, is there going to be a time where they're going to be closer than outside my window? <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I definitely thought about it. I, I used to hike a shit ton, like... Again, we lived in, like, farmlands, and, like, you'd just go. If you got a one mile anywhere, you'd be hiking. You know, you wouldn't just be walking on a street. So. Yeah. yeah. Think about stuff. I, like I, I, I used to fall asleep when I was a little kid in Tustin. Uh, there was, behind our house was just hills. There was nothing there. Now it's, like, totally developed. But there, there was just, at night, just, oh, it, was, yeah. it was so cool. Yeah, Yeah, great. we we heard one last year. We live in Los that uh, in Silver Lake, and we actually went out to, because, Emily is like loves animals, and she was like, "There's a dog. It's lost. We gotta go find this." And we went, and it was just a coyote out there. Um, I wish I'd known about the spin kick move. Yeah. What about that? Is it, it's like a big ass mountain lion or a jaguar or some shit that lives up in uh, the Hollywood Hills. Have you seen this shit? Oh, there's cougars there. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Uh, please take that out, Dustin. Leave it. Uh, and somebody put a motion sensor camera up, and but aimed it towards the Hollywood sign. And there's an awesome glamour shot of this giant mountain lion. Or is it a mountain lion? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking enormous. It's a it's a it's a huge predator. They just they, they just crossed the 134 freeway somehow. I don't like, I don't know how you get there. Yeah, uh, I when I remember we were when we were kids, we went to uh, one of our vacations was we went to like a different part of Pakistan to sort of go hiking, and we. All day it took us to like get up this mountain, me, my family, and uh, their so, friends. It's Patanville? Uh, no, no, it's not. Yeah, we climbed the mountain by digging a hole. Um, God, they special jokes. They, yeah, they can't do a damn thing yeah. the right way. And we finally got what, all the way up. What, and this is our, what, what, what is a Patan sandwich made of? Uh, it's it's like it's just two pieces of meat with a bread in between. <laughs> that is what it is. <laughs> We've really figured this out. <laughs> I saw they wear glasses on their feet and shoes on their head. Yeah. Um, they just have airplanes for hats. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 climbed all the way up. Took us all day, and as soon as we got up there, it was like a very barren mountain. And we looked, we got there, and it was just one tree. And under that tree was just sitting a big fucking lion, like, looking right at us. And we all walked up, saw this lion, and just hiked back down. <laughs> Our whole day was going to be hanging out on top of that mountain. We on, just on, saw this fucking... On hole. Lion Ridge? <laughs> yeah. This, this, this mountain's taken. Yeah, this fucking... Uh, so do you, what, what do you think, tough guy? You, you get a little adventure. But, well, what, is there anything else we need to wrap up before we go on a month-long uh, break? Like, like, I don't like, actually hate animals. This is hypothetical. No, no, no. We're not... None of us think you're actually going to fight. Everyone was disclaiming. I feel like I should have done it, too. No, but... don't let me jumpstart that. Look, I, I think it's... One thing's for certain. There's, there's nothing that you can say on the stage that's so innocuous that someone's not going to have a problem with it. And, no, that's yeah. true. I want to make that now. I want to make that clear. So that's a, that's a good example. That apology or that backpedal, whatever you call that. I was saying that because I am cons- I I love people and I want them to be happy and I don't want them to be in pain. That th- th- then there's this other culture of like, wow, that was offensive. Technically, you put your elbow on the table of language, and it's like, <laughs> I shouldn't have done that because I know that that hurt someone. It's like, I'm saying like, like 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 that's not. 
it's like we we blur the two and go like you you should apologize. I I thought Natasha Leggero's uh, non apology for her uh, that was great, huh? Her, oh, uh, so good. Pearl Harbor joke. Uh, uh, <laughs> so like, like I thought that was amazing. So like perfectly like, like, like it was, I, that that reigned in a new era for me of like what the fuck are we doing? I like, missed that. Can you, can you she just made some that? joke on a New Year's Eve show about like like it was just like uh, uh, didn't we talk about this? Already? It was like a really innocuous joke, mainly about like Pearl Harbor veterans being old or something. It was a very innocuous yeah. joke. Yeah, some, like, I don't know. Spaghetti Spaghettios was sponsoring the show, and she said that's good because it's the only food that the Pearl Harbor veterans. I, I had no idea that they can eat, but only because they're old. Re- yeah. re- redoing someone's joke is not going to make it sound funny and blah blah blah. And it doesn't matter. No, we, we've proven that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but her 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 non-apology like blog was was great because she's like, hello. Uh, so anyways, I guess I'm supposed to apologize, but uh, I, you know I'm not going to because I don't really believe that yeah. the world's greatest generation was in any way threatened by yeah. my dumb joke about spaghetti. Yeah, I, really, like, I really refuse to believe it. I, uh, yeah. I don't think Pearl Harbor got them down. Uh, you know, if, if they survived uh, the World Pearl Harbor, War, like, 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 they, can, they can they can make it through my joke. Yeah. <laughs> I think we apologize too much. And uh, you know why? Because because the D and D day stands for day. I, I, I always wonder what D day stands for. It's day day. That's the stupidest shit in the world. <laughs> D day stands for day I, day. I, look, I, 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 was, I was like, what is D day? What is the D and D day? It's day. Day day. Like ATM machine? Yeah, uh, salsa sauce. Yeah, remember or, salsa or, sauce? or Sierra Mountains. Ah, right. Or, or Glendale. Glendale, which means Valley Valley. Yeah. Ta- tautology, I think they call it. No? Is that right? I don't know. All right, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> day day. Fuck your language. Fuck you, Pearl Harbor assholes. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Spencer, uh, can we just do you, spend do you, some do you, the, do you, uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, while you unpack your, your gear. Uh-huh. Are uh, we continuing uh, the, the thing we were doing? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Did right. you did you hear Aaron's and Dragons? Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> I wish that she was here. I'd like her to DM me instead. So much less work. No, I'm kidding. I love it. But yeah, no, she was great. It was great. I really liked listening to it. She was thinking of starting a podcast where she does a terrible job of dungeon mastering some kind of game, and I, I think I I I, I was too much of an asshole about warning her that it was like you know there's some rules to the game like you should read some of the books like it's not just improv well that's the thing like if I was just making stuff up this would be so much easier yeah but you know it's a lot harder when you have to abide by rules and stuff no offense to Aaron like I'm not saying she had any faults she didn't do anything wrong she was great but just want to disclaim I mean no she was great because she did everything wrong that's why it was great like she she willfully neglects the rules I was sure. I was in a blackout. I don't remember. Yeah, what did have? Oh, you were doing the charity that day, and you were yeah, yeah you were tight as Dick's hat band. Yeah. I don't. I don't, well, I don't I, you, what is that? A Dick's hat I, band? You never heard that? It's an old expression. What's weird is that I said yeah to it. I'm like yeah. <laughs> yeah, that old chestnut. <laughs> tight as a Dick's hat band. Tight as Dick's hat band. That means you're drunk. Look, look it up. I don't know. Dick like pr- private eye problem. It's one of those. It's one of those idioms that nobody knows exactly why it is. Private eyes wear things. tight hats. It, it's one of those idioms that I just made up thirty seconds ago. <laughs> the other night I heard uh, I was pissed as a parrot, which I think is great. I don't. I don't know that parrots got drunk, but I like that. You know, there's wild parrots in Burbank. 
Yeah. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Right outside, like, the building. I came out, and I saw it, and I was like, what the, what is going how, on? There's a bunch Spencer, of Spencer, how, how, how would you defend yourself, uh, how would you defend off <laughs> physically? Well, first you clip their wings, and then you do the spin kick. No, it's spin punches. They're coming from the air. Spin punches? Spin punches. They're I mean, coming from the air. Spin punches. I, I don't suppose we can see the spin punches. I can't kick that high. It looks the same, but I'm punching. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine it's the it's so amazing. Imagine a flock of parrots attacking Spencer, and he's just going in a circle, punching left, punching right, now, punching left. What if what if parrots and coyotes teamed up and, and came at you at once? I mean, it's tough because the whole spin kick thing is you're punching behind you. And the whole oh no, so, so I, I, did, I didn't catch well, that. It's you're not. Just, it's it's it's. Oh, so it's, you, you had a rear guard punch going just, on? Well, it's not a guard. A... It's it's more of a decoy that also flails. You might smack something. I didn't even notice that. I didn't notice I, I didn't know how nuanced. This was... is well thought out. This is not just bullshit. <laughs> you're like a magician, man. You're. Distracting us video, with the yeah, we gotta see yeah. This. If they ju- drive, a, if they jump at my back, they'll just get my arms. I could swing them around for a knee. All right, Spencer, let's uh, let's re- uh, rejoin our campaign in uh, Dungeons and Dragons territory. Oh yeah, he's 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 got his hands behind him. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than getting your kidneys bit. <laughs> Last time on Harmon Town. Our heroes, with the help of a minotaur named Meredith and her crazy ladder, had managed to climb out of their hole and back into the frozen wastelands of the north. They sought the tarragon of virtue nestled upon the floating isle of paradise, which was elusive as it was utopian. Mulrain jumped onto Coco and began scouting out the nearby landscape in all directions. In the vast, featureless tundra, the ranger discovered a sack covered in gnomish script and brought it back to the group. While the gang puzzled and debated over the sack, Mulrain took initiative and leapt into the sack and into an equally magical city. The gang followed suit and soon they were met with a gnome named Fizzbulb. Christopher quickly, quickly solved the gnome's riddle, granting them access to the magical city. But before the gang could enjoy Bill Mardigan's delights, they were stricken by agonizing pain, a symptom of their bloody soul curses, promises to slay Meredith, their newfound ally. But could the gang break their curses, or would they be forced to slay Meredith? And who was Bill Mardigan? And did he have anything to say about this? We'll find out tonight on an all-new Harmontown Time. All right, so, uh, we're, so we're, yeah, go ahead. so we're all we're all feeling the uh, the agony of the soul curse in our heads right now. Yeah, you guys are still reeling from the massive pain you just experienced. Uh, it was in your head, and then you felt a burning in your soul, and it was like, ah. Is, is the gnome still with us? Yeah, Fizzbolt. Yeah, Fizzbolt. He's sitting on a toadstool. He just gave you the riddle, and you solved it. He's right. sitting. Let's go to Bill Mardigan's, right? Yeah. Let's see what yeah, this place is Yeah, we gotta get about. there. Yeah. All right. Uh, they, they, uh, they have buffalo wings there that'll wipe you out. <laughs> oh, man, I want hot legs. Yeah. A gnome appears in front of you. I mean, he doesn't appear. He, he leaps out of a bucket that he was in, and he introduces himself. He Who'd... says, My name is Wizbulb, and I'm supposed to help you get around the city. How y'all doing today? He comes out of a bucket? Out of a bucket. <laughs> Am I... I want to get high right now. Like, uh... Welcome to Bill Mardigan.
Wiggins, the city that's everywhere. <laughs> well, are you, are you know where Mar... Wait. I'm Wizbulb. Do you, do you work at Bill Mardigan's? I don't... I mean, I don't... I, I have a job here. Mostly I'm just... In the bucket? No. Bill, <laughs> Sharpie, no. Sharpie, Bill, Bill Mardigan's is the name the of the city, city. that's everywhere. Okay. Uh, the Wizbowl. Yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're cursed. We're cursed with a, 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 a pain. That, uh, we, we, uh, we were supposed to kill this Minotaur, Meredith, over here, and we didn't because we're good people. And now we're being punished. We're being punished for this deal that we made that we would die if we didn't, you know, destroy this person. So, I'm behind on my mortgage. <laughs> okay. Well, we. You we, live it's in not a, a competition. Oh, I thought we were just revealing personal no, truths. No. <laughs> How much is the mortgage on your bucket? No, that's not my house. It's a portal. You're, uh, you, that's a portal? Yeah. I stick my head in his bucket. You, you pop your head out of a bucket in a bathroom. It's a, it's you a live small in a bathroom? bathroom. No, that's just where I keep the bucket. Wait, do you, do you poop in the bucket? No. I, I use it for travel. It'd be great to poop in the bucket and just send it to another dimension. But then it'd come out right before you. I pull my head out of the bucket and I look at Wizbowl. You do that. Is it, is it, you live in a bathroom? I have a bathroom in my house where I keep a bucket. Do you poop in that bucket? I feel like my life is so much weirder than I've always thought. I, I, I poke my head in the bucket and I look around for a toilet for confirmation that this is not the actual toilet. There's a toilet and there's a sink. And okay. It's like a porcelain toilet. Like okay, you so don't I, even understand. I pop out. I pop my head back out. I go, okay, so you just keep the portal to this other dimension in your bathroom at your other crib. Y- yeah. Okay. Why do it, you keep it in the bathroom? Because then, you know, if I have to get out of the house. What? Is, is that why they call you Wizbowl? <laughs> no. But that's very clever. Well, it's not on me. I mean, it seems like that's something that might have occurred to you before. (laughs) No, I never thought my bucket would be questioned, to be quite honest. Wizball, is is there anybody in uh, in Bill Mardigan's uh, Great Expanse that could help us uh, lift this curse from us? Bill Mardigan's a place of wonder. We got potion peddlers, vape shops, a barn grill, Spizwad's weird bungalow, and of course, a cigarette museum. I go to Spizbob's weird bungalow. (laughs) I I make a beeline for Spizbob's. I'll cover cover the cigarette museum. I'm going to go in that bucket. <laughs> okay, so Christopher emerges from the bucket in a gnomish bathroom while uh, Quark heads over to... Wait, how big is the bucket? It's a magic bucket. He can fit through it? So can no. a gnome. It's like Santa, uh, Santa's chimney. It's like that bag that you guys came through. Yeah, okay. okay. All right, sorry. I'm it's cool. I'm just, I'm just throwing things out there. I, I pee in his toilet, but uh, I don't flush... Because you know what they say, if it's yellow, mellow, let it mellow. It if it's brown, let it drown. I don't know what the, how it goes. Let it drown? Flush it down. If it's brown, let it drown? You That's mean, what my mother said to me when I was born. That's not true. Oh. Oh. <laughs> they were really hoping for An a miracle. Uh, I jump back out and I go, are we all going to... St- 
different things. I, I'm, go, I'm going to Spiz Bob's weird. What's it called? Weird bungalow. Weird bungalow. Okay. All right. I want to go to the weird bungalow oh, too. I was going to do cigarette museum. All right, cigarette museum. I'm going. I'm, I'm taking Meredith with me. There's a sign that says "closed for renovations." <laughs> That's why I wanted to knock that one out first. All right. Um, I, I I pitch up to uh, Spiz Bob's weird bungalow. You you come up to a shoddily constructed room. It's 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 a one room flat. It's got a very little. It's got a big table with chains on either end that's just kind of dominating the center of the room. And on that on that table, sitting on it like it were a chair or something sitable. I guess it is sitable. Is a a gnome who you who you take to be Spizwad, especially because he has a name tag that says as such. He's got a big, a big blue and orange beard, which is weird even for gnomes. And um, he's sitting there. He's like, uh, hey, what's up? Um, I heard about your bungalow. Um, and uh, look, my name is uh, Quark. I am, I'm, I'm new here in, at Bill Mardigan's. And uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's for sale here at the bungalow? I am... Uh, I'm a curse breaker and a healer. Son of a bitch. Oh, shit. Extraordinaire. <laughs> Nailed it. We, I, 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 I look out the, the bungalow. I go, hey, guys, I, got the, I found the guy. I look over for where I'm studying the really complex cigarette museum hours. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out Mondays and Tuesdays except Wednesdays. <laughs> what? What? They got curse, I got a curse breaker in here. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, uh, okay, so we, uh, we I, 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 I go in there too. <laughs> so, uh, what's what seems to be the problem? We have a a soul curse on us because we made a deal to kill off uh, this minotaur here, Meredith, and we didn't want to because we uh, we took mercy. Yeah, we we befriended her. And we feel like we're being punished unjustly. Right? She's now. a stand-up minotaur <laughs> with a weird ladder. He, uh, he waves his arms and pokes his eyes with his hands, and you see his eyes kind of change color magically, and he's like, true vision. And uh, he looks at you guys, and he's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. That's, <laughs> is this like detective mode? That's the Batman stuck in there game? pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of like that. Kind of. I never played that game. Probably. Spizwad, is there any way to get these curses unbroken or broken? I, they're in there pretty tight. It's going to cost a pretty penny. Do you guys have any material wealth? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. Well, Actually, I don't see anything in my money. Spencer thing. Has you a don't bill. loot corpses after you kill them? Oh, huh. fuck. For any spare oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. We, we, Spizwad, uh, full disclosure, we've killed a lot of people. That never occurred to us. <laughs> We're fucking broke right now. We've killed a lot now, of people. I'm, yeah, I, I'm poor as Job's turkey over here. I got, I, I killed a million, a million yeah. people. We're doing the batons looting. Yeah. <laughs> Which is we give them money. Yeah. yeah. We leave money in the corpses. Um, yeah, a, 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 a baton uh, thief. Uh, dollar signs appear in the in the corpse's eyes. <laughs> Um, the wrong eyes. Uh, I, I, I have a, uh, I, I have a, a loot of charming I'd be willing to part with. Um, hmm, I can't play the loot. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I could use 70 cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> oh, shit. We, Do we, you know to sell cigarettes at the cigarette museum? Because usually at museums, they don't sell the stuff that they... Guys. I don't know what guys, you're talking I, about. Okay, I, 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 private powwow. Yeah. I yeah, pull, 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 pull. Guys. 
First of all, let's remember to loot corpses from now on. Yeah. That, that was a mistake. Uh, we, 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 we could have retired by now. Yeah, because we're definitely going to leave some more corpses in our wake. Yeah, certainly. But we should have found some treasure now and then. Not without looking for it. Hey, hey buddy. Whoa. Where, that's, do you, what part of private powwow? powwow? We what should part have of bungalow do you not understand? I can hear everything. Okay, we... <laughs> It's a small okay, bungalow. I, 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 I'll leave. Fine, no, no, stay here. No, 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 stay. Spitzwad, stay. Who gives a shit? I, I, guys, Dan, I'm sorry, Sharpie, did you see, uh, did you see, uh, you went over to the cigarette museum. Is it open? It's closed for renovations. Let's break into that thing, steal this guy's cigarettes, and we'll, uh, we'll pay the dude off. Renovation being the key point. They, I, yeah. They'll be expecting men in white overalls. <laughs> to be going in and out of there with okay. tools. Okay. Uh, what is there a... Is there a do you, do you, How about maybe we see if there's a store that sells cigarettes before we... <laughs> We're not going to be able to loot any corpses if we buy honest cigarettes. We don't need to loot... I mean, we could just trade, maybe. Like, I could give up my goggles of night. Spiswad, is it just feel fucked up. does anybody sell carton cigarettes in, in uh, Bill Mardigan's? Oh, probably. This place is full of cigarettes. I don't know about 70 cartons, though. It takes a long time to make more Okay, guys, cigarettes. let's just go rom the goddamn. Wait, you I mean, guys we're, make we're, cigarettes If here? we need to, we yeah. can jump in the bucket or back out the back. Listen, this, they make cigarettes. That's what Bill Mardigan's does. Well, yeah, it's the main export. It's the city of smoking and riddles. <laughs> Guys, I'm a gnome. They, we, we love smoking and riddles. But it seems fucked up to rob a museum in the same town where you're buying curse breaks. Spiswad, how bad do you want these cigarettes? I mean, how bad do you not want to die? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, he makes a good point, fellas. 70 cartons. So 70. your export is cigarettes. You guys are basically like North Carolina. What? All right, fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> guys, we, look, I, I, my head is killing me. I don't know about you guys, but this whole curse has really taken its toll. I, let's not beat around the bush. Let's just, it's a closed museum. How, you know, we're seasoned veterans of lots of battles. Let's just go in there, get these cigarettes, pay the gun. We'll get the soul curse lifted. We'll get in the, jump back through the sack and we'll be back on our way. All right, but I feel morally conflicted about it, so we have to really keep it secret. That seems weird. We've, we've committed so many weirder crimes. <laughs> we've killed our friends. You've killed our friends. No, I, I, would like you, I would like you to think back on all of my behavior throughout this campaign and realize that I'm... Irrational. Irrational. Toward asshole monsters that try to leverage us. Well, authority issues. Yeah, so that's not it's not the same as robbing a no museum, <laughs> a cigarette museum. Well, they do; they are bad for you. Yeah, we're we're getting rid of a cigarette museum. That's not good for the kids. But you think a museum is going to have seventy cartons of cigarettes? This what? What's this museum about? Are there lots of car, uh, cigarettes in there? I'd reckon. Why do you ask? You've never been. <laughs> Just because we really want to see what we're just big fans. <laughs> you know, it's closed for renovations. Yeah. Uh, Is there a cigarette yeah. factory around? I, you know, there really ought to be. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of one. But you you're, can't the, you're imagine. the city. You're the city that has everything. Yeah, you don't know. There everywhere. Would be. I, I admit that. 
Yeah. You'd imagine that. Guys, I think I see which, which side the bread is buttered on. Let's just go to the uh, museum. I got a... Can I get a sub-powwow? Okay. Spizwad, cover your ears. I'll leave. Okay. Okay, Spizwad leaves. I got a... I got the old teleport cape. You know what I'm saying? It's like... This is going to be a breeze. Let's go get, <laughs> let's go get we'll find a spot in the alley and teleport to inside the Do we all go in there? Okay. I'll open the back door. Uh, well, we could also... <laughs> yeah. Right. That's great. How about this? You don't even need to open the back door. If we get that guy's bucket, we could... You could teleport in with the bucket, and then we can climb through the bucket into the... Um, the bucket just leads to the guy's bathroom. <laughs> But if we move it from the guy's bathroom, although I don't know how you could no, carry the bucket, the bucket through itself. But if you get the, if I, I can teleport with the bucket into the museum, and then I can take a shit in that guy's bathroom from the museum. And I don't know if it's going to help us. I say it's worth a try. I mean, you I, mean it's, it's better. It's not better exactly ha- the perfect crime. It's better to have it not want than than, than not have. I like it. the idea of bringing in a museum just to take a shit in their toilet. <laughs> a different guy's toilet. A different guy's. Uh, Guys, okay. Uh, okay, let's. I like that. I'm, I'm also. I'm, I'm gonna keep talking like this. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, I, I, I got. Do we have a bag of holding or something? Right? I could. Yeah, just, we I, could, could, I could just pop in there and fucking. I'll do this. All right. Hudson Hawk. You style. go. Okay. We could go to one of the other spots. That's we'll make, cool. We'll, yeah, we'll make a diversion. You go in there and do it. We'll just. We'll. We'll. we'll uh, you know. Yeah, we'll create a diversion that'll draw attention away from the cigarette museum. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. G- give, give me a give me a bag of holding. Um, I got one. Okay. Okay, great. All right. All right. Hey, Spizwad. Hey. We're I, gonna get you seventy I'm cards. I'm back. Okay. Are there any brands you prefer? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Give me some Gnarlboro pinks. What is this, the Flintstones? That was way too... I I got way too good of a reaction. (laughs) Gnarlboro. It's Uh, like a terrible Mad Magazine. uh, (laughs) Bizwad, is there a a famous commercial for for, for Gnarlboro pinks? There would be, probably. You'd think so, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know, they have the famous Narlboro Nan, who's the... uh, He's the Narlboro Gnome. Narlboro Gnome. All right. I think we've figured out the best version of that joke. Let's move on. All right, come on. Right. I don't want to cliffhang before this heist. I want All right, to no, 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 let's go. So you do that. We're going to create a distraction. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go outside, and uh, and if we see, we'll, we'll be lookouts, and if we see yeah. any, any fuzz or anybody that wants to come up and any 5-0 shows up, we'll... we'll, we'll, we'll we divert. should have some sort of signal that we can signal you if you're in there, like, hey, there's 5-0. Right. Uh, what's the signal? Don't we have... Uh, oh, I'll play my lute of charming. I'll, I could sing... I could sing Lady in Red. like that. <laughs> Okay, if, if there's trouble, we'll, we'll start singing Lady in Red really loud. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. All right. So we, we, we walk over to the, uh, to the cigarette museum. Great song. You do that. You're there. All right. It doesn't seem like there's any guards around. Okay, any. cool. So we, uh, so, uh, I go to a discreet spot where I'm out of the view of the public, okay. and I uh, use the teleport cape to teleport myself through the wall of the museum. You teleport into the museum. You see several things are like uh, covered up and papered over for the renovation, but you see the, the biggest thing you see dominating the room next to posters of cigarettes and all sorts of 
breakdowns of models of cigarettes and diagrams. You see a giant bust of a gnome composed entirely of cigarette butts. Its eyes smolder with uh, smoke, and it uh, it seems to look at you as you as you enter. Bro, I think you just got fucked. <laughs> I disguise myself. As you're casting the words, you, you notice it, it, it definitely is looking at you. It turns towards you. A massive amalgamation of cigarettes and opens its mouth and says, I am Bill Mardigan. What do you in my museum? <laughs> Well, uh, I am Sharpie Butts a lot, which is sort of a good descriptor for the, what this person is. And, a lot of butts. And I am a. He's a lot of butts. Yeah. I am a human sorcerer who has seen many adventures, and I am in your town because I am afflicted by an unfair curse that 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 wants me to kill a friend, which I cannot, because in my world, friendship and cigarettes are the foundation of life. <laughs> and I came in here to find cigarettes that I could use to pay to have my curse lifted. And those cards are on the table. I'm not a good liar. I don't think I could beat you in a fight. You're made of cigarettes. Even if I could, even if I could, I wouldn't want to. Because even here, if he did, he wouldn't loot you. Bad yeah, at looting. Pull out my pockets. I, I've never looted a single corpse in my life. That should tell you something. That's no excuse for trespassing. Even if you like friendship and cigarettes, the two most important things to me. Sounds like there's some common ground. You're absolutely right, and I didn't think that I was... I wasn't thinking of it as trespassing. I was thinking of it as... Uh, I saw the sign that said, you're under renovation. Yeah, it's a dangerous place. You might get hurt. Yeah, and I, I actually, I've done a lot of carpentry and things, and so I, I misinterpreted it with my tiny non-cigarette brain as meaning that you needed help renovating in here. And it was going to come in and help so I could come in and see the cigarettes sooner. I fucked up. I'm admitting that. So you are lying. <laughs> We're outside. We're outside. Never seen you looking so lovely as you did tonight. He, he, his, his eyes seem to glow brighter as if someone's taken a drag from his eyes. And then he opens his mouth and smoke billows out into the room. It, it, it swirls around you and consumes you in choking acrid smog. It's hard to breathe, but it doesn't feel too bad. It feels smooth and flavorful. <laughs> You have entered Nalboro country. Uh, can I can I get a, a, a at least like a warning label about this or explaining what it is or 
No! All right, well, are we fighting? J- just wait. What are we doing outside? <laughs> you guys are looking for guards, right? We think we're kicking ass. Yeah, there's the not I very many that. guards. It's almost. I, I, I look at uh, Krista Berg and said, "This is taking too long." Man. No, I don't so, know. So, I, so, something's gone wrong. You think something's, something's bad? gone wrong? It's there. seventy cartons. I think it's going to take him a while. I, I don't like that. Trust we... me, I think things are fine. Okay. <laughs> Can I, 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 I'm wearing my boots of spry springing. Does that mean I could like leap out of the smoke? And... You can, yeah. Sure. Uh, I, I, I say to the guy, hey, listen, I'm wearing these boots of spry springing, and I might leap out of the smoke. Uh, just really still have, wanted to have an open dialogue with you, and I don't want to lose your trust and create a cycle of mistrust by avoiding this smoke, but at the same time, you're not explaining the smoke. <laughs> I asked you, are you attacking me? You said, just wait. I could take that two ways. Okay, uh, can we go outside? Hey, I think something is wrong. Yeah, There's I, a chance that he's probably getting angry. You know what? I say we go in there and help right now. Let's just burst our way in. This is taking too long. I'm going to yeah. go grab that pee bucket, that portal. And just in case, <laughs> go to the guy's bathroom. Yeah, so I, I go. I, That's I, a good getaway. Place. I, yeah, just in case, just it's better to have. Uh, I, I go grab the pee portal bucket and I and, and I just burst with all my might through the front door. Oh. You burst with all your might through through the front door and into the area where uh, Sharpie managed to pull himself into. You see him; he's surrounded by smoke, but then he leaps out of it, right? Well, I know. I started okay. talking to the then guy. He, then he starts... Then he's, he's saying all these weird things. You don't get what's going on. It's very confusing. There's it's, a man uh, made of cigarettes. Don't think that, you know, now's the time to enter into conflict. While he's talking, I take the buckets and I just... I, I see the cigarette monster, right? I see what's going on here. Yeah. Okay. No, don't attack the cigarette monster. I, I just... I Look, I, I go instinctively. I think what we could do... Christopher? I think we can wave the let, bucket around and move all the smoke to that guy's bathroom. I was just going to push him into the bucket and send him to the fucking bathroom. I feel like... Yeah, what if he doesn't want to go to the bathroom? Well... He'll be in the bucket. I think we could talk to him. I think we could talk to this guy. All right. Let's not fight Okay, this guy. Smoke pours through uh, through the guy's mouth and is now kind of consuming this whole room and smoke. You guys are overcome with smooth flavor. Hey, sense, sense motive on him, maybe? Oh, yeah. No. Hold on. He's, he's trying to give you flavor. Um, you think that he's uh, he doesn't seem hostile but he does seem overwhelmingly powerful alright I don't think a bucket is going to defeat this guy. I light a torch and I throw it at him to try to no it. no please I intercept the torch okay alright I, I didn't throw I had it cocked I had okay. it cocked and oh. I go Quark what please let's talk to this guy he's attacking their friend is he attacking hey who are you asking? Cigarette buddy. I am Bill Mardigan. Oh, it's Bill Mardigan! Holy shit! Dude, your name is everywhere. I am everywhere. Are you attacking our friend or are things cool? No, 
He is a true follower of the curling smoke. He enjoys both cigarettes and friendship. Oh, oh that, that's this is good. You almost said this guy. That's oh, that's funny. You should say that. That's very funny because I just lit this torch because I, I I like smooth flavor smoke. I smoke torches. This is like a big, really hardcore cigarette. Great. All right. Okay. Hey, I I love cigarettes also. Right. Then breathe in the purifying smoke of Narlboro. It's all right. It's all right. You you, you sense motive on him. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, he's just welcoming us to Narlboro country. Get, we're gonna get killed by this guy. Man. No, no, he's a good guy. You don't know. You just we've been in here for three it seconds. It seems like he's okay again. You're gonna regret me not lighting this fucker this, on fire. This man. has happened a lot. We've run into people who are our friends, and we end up fighting them. He's and they're a very cigarette powerful. monster. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him to suppress research about long-term effects of what's happening here. <laughs> this is but not at the our... same time. In the short term, I think he just wants us to be happy. All yeah. right. Look, Tim, Tim, cliffhanger, I deeply inhale the smoke. And I say, fuck it. You feel your curse being lifted. Oh, oh my guys, you guys, you guys, you guys got to try this. I also deeply inhale. I, had, I hadn't inhaled yet. I, I don't. <laughs> you seem to be kind of resisting. Oh, sorry. I was just, I was talking. I assumed I was breathing the whole time. I don't know. <gasps> The same happens to you, Christopher. You're still possessed in general, though. Oh, fuck, right. No. Okay, fuck the cigarette monster. No, 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 no. Fuck you, buddy. No, we can go back. We can go back to Spizwad and maybe get your curse lifted. We can bring him some cigarettes. I don't here. have a curse. I'm He's... doing great. No, you're... Right. But our curses are lifted, you guys. I mean, I mean, at least that soul curse for the for the time being, we're good. Meredith bursts in carrying a long ladder. Uh oh. No, hey, what's up? Uh, uh, we're good. We don't have to kill you now. I'll put this away then. <laughs> she leaves. Cliffhanger! Yay! All right, gang. Yeah. If you're crazy, go get professional help. If, uh, if you're a race, love yourself and each other. If you're a comedy writer, uh, uh, embrace the challenge of writing uh, non-offensive comedy. Uh, if you uh, if you love Harmontown, we'll see you in May. Thank you, Dustin Marshall. Thank you, Meltdown. Nerd Melt. And thank you most of all to the people that uh, come here every week. You guys are the best. We love you. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Zach, the audio maniac. And uh, we send you free on Sundays to watch Game of Thrones in peace. Oh, yeah. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. 
Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.